This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything by dialing the toll-free number 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Is it legal to flip off the cops? We'll find out here, but first, a little bit of police news from William Gregg over at lourockwell.com on the blog. And this is pretty disturbing. In fact, it's, uh, it's kind of coming in a long, slow line of stories that are similar to this. We've talked about uh, the police drawing blood from you if they suspect you of a DUI, for instance. Uh, we've discussed this occasionally over the years. There was one time when Utah was training their state patrol officers on how to draw blood, and I forget what the other story was, but that now there apparently is some sort of federal involvement in encouraging police to begin drawing blood from people. Now, they are making it clear that, well, it's not like we're just going to draw the blood on the side of the road. But either way, you're still dealing with the cops forcibly taking... Essentially, you're kind of giving up your Fifth Amendment right to uh, self-incrimination. They're forcibly I'd like to, taking blood. I'd like to hear the uh, the specifics on this. I mean, we're talking about suspects? If you're suspected, sure. If you suspect, this is William Grigg, uh, if you suspect that the friendly police officer who pulls up behind or beside you is sizing you up as a revenue-producing snack, you're probably right. In cities subject to a federally subsidized pilot program enforcing, involving rather forced blood tests... That officer might be looking for a chance to get his jollies by jabbing you with a needle. When police officer Daryl Dowell is on patrol in southwestern Idaho city of Nampa, he'll, uh, he'll pull up at a stoplight and usually start casing the vehicle, says a recent AP story. Nowadays, his eyes will also focus on the driver's arms as he tries to search for a plump, bouncy vein. I was looking at people's arms and hands thinking, I could draw from that, said Dowell. What? Dowell is among a select cadre of local tax feeders assigned to act as officer phlebotomists through a program funded by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. If you didn't think that the enforcement of DUI laws could go any further, just wait. They've got plans for your blood. Uh, the specter of being pinned down and jabbed with a syringe by a uniformed lummox is intended to extort cooperation with breath tests, a less invasive and less infection-prone method of, inf- of forcing a citizen to submit to a warrantless search of his person and provide potentially self-incriminating evidence. Now, we've had uh, law enforcement officers tell us that they think the best thing to do in the case of if you're asked to take a breath test is to refuse. Refuse. If you're, especially if you're drunk. In some cases, yes. they can get you if you're not. But um, if you're, you know, that's that's the way. If you if you think that, uh, you know, you're not driving in some kind of terrible, you know, d- dangerous fashion, and you've been pulled over and you've maybe had three drinks or something like that, and you're close, that they say probably best not to risk it. I don't know. I mean, it seems to me if I was close, I'd try it. Well, they're and, they're, they're and of course they. I remember I had to go through a course to get my driver's license. I had just passed the age where they started doing it, where they forced you to take a drug and alcohol awareness class in order to get your driver's license. And in that class, there, of course, it's a cop teaching the class, and they're saying, oh, you should always submit to a, the test because they could still convict you without that, but that could vindicate you. You know, they tell you, it could vindicate you right there, you know. Sounds like a lie to me. Yeah. Um, it, what they will try to do is intimidate you. 
You know, they want you to believe that taking the test will make things easier for you. Whereas uh, they might arrest you, right? If you don't take the test, you could be arrested for refusal to submit or something like that. And even if that's the case, I think it, I think the people we've talked to over time have said that even if you do get arrested for refusal to submit or whatever the hell they'll they'll charge you with for not taking the uh, the breathalyzer, then that's not as big of a deal as getting hit with a DUI charge. Yeah. So well, I guess um, the long and the short of it is, you would rather get hit with a refusal than a DUI, and you really just have to decide, you know, where do you want to be on this? But now. Now that the federal government is stepping in here to fund this pilot program of training law enforcement officers on how to draw people's blood, it sounds to me like they are going to be able to force people into doing this. Let me, let me switch over to the uh, the AP story here, which is where Will Gregg was pulling his information from. It's uh, part of training that this guy uh, in Idaho has received. Uh, it's happening in Idaho and Texas, and it's... Uh, the purpose of the program is to determine if blood draws by cops can be an effective tool against drunk drivers and aid in their prosecution. If the results seem promising after a year or two, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration will encourage police nationwide to undergo similar training. How do you think they encourage that? They give incentives? Funding? Yeah, funding. funding. Sure. I imagine they'll basically say, hey, departments, we'll give you this cash if you just send your officers to learn how to draw blood from people and start doing that. If people would turn down the uh, the breathalyzers. According to the story here, for years, defense attorneys had advised clients in Idaho to always refuse breath tests. According to one of the prosecutors, when the state toughened the penalties for refusing the tests a few years ago, the problem lessened. But it's still the main reason that a main reason that drunk driving cases go to trial in the Boise region, according to the prosecutor. The nation's highest court ruled in 1966 that police could have blood tests forcibly done on a drunk driving suspect without a warrant. As long as the draw was based on reasonable suspicion that a suspect was intoxicated, that it was done after an arrest and carried out in a medically approved manner. You know, th- this reasonable suspicion thing when it comes to something like drunkenness, I-, I mean, how can you tell an officer that they didn't smell alcohol on someone? How can you tell them that they weren't, uh, you know, slurring their words or uh, Their staggered? word against yours. Right. That's it. I've seen this done. Uh, you know, the the fact is, it can it, they'll use it on themselves. I remember I was uh, I, I, when I was when I was in prison and I spent uh, nine years in prison. The law enforcement officers more than one time used this drunkenness thing, and many of them came to work drunk. I swear, on, oh, I on believe e- it on each other um, to like get them in trouble and stuff. How do you how does one officer defend against another officer saying that he was slurring his words and stuff? It's this power game. Which one was more popular to, you know, the brass? It seems like I guess the idea is with a breathalyzer, you can't if they don't cooperate, you can't do it. Whereas with blood tests, you can draw the blood without their cooperation. Is that That's the idea? Exactly. The because point. my thought is like, yeah, I guess they can't. They Just will pass a law saying they can down. force you to take a breathalyzer. Well, they don't like that. There's this thing about if you uh, burp that they can't, you know, do the test within 10 or 15 minutes of you burping. And so what some people will that do. True? That's that's what I've heard. I don't know. Somebody's somebody's got to check that. Um, but they that you know I've I've heard it. It's one of those. those Isn't kind it of coming? It seems silly. It seems like it's coming out of your lungs. Your, a burp is coming from your stomach. 
I got no. The breathalyzer. No yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I won't um, pretend to know more than I do either. I won't. I, I. And I. Thanks for checking me. I don't know for sure either. But if somebody kept on burping, then they wouldn't be able to do a breathalyzer on them. Then you know, I can see why they would be frustrated and wanted to take want to take their blood. I can see that. The story says that uh, they're going through an ex, uh, essentially a compressed phlebotomy training because. According to uh, the details, they don't need to know how to draw blood from a foot or other difficult sites or from an infant or medically fragile patient. So they're only learning the basics of essentially drawing blood from the most normal, accessible places. But on some people, it's not a very uh, accessible thing. I had an ex-girlfriend who had very hard-to-find veins. It yeah, was not an a easy lot of women thing. do. So, tell them, be careful, I have AIDS. Ooh, now that's a good idea. I'm, I've got hepatitis. Hepatitis. I have hepatitis and AIDS and <laughs> the flesh-eating bacteria and leprosy. That may be the solution, Dale. That may be enough to scare them uh, away from you, basically, because they don't want to put their life at risk. Yeah. They just want to intimidate you and scare you and get you to obey. And this is a difficult situation because you're going to get pulled over. They're going to say, okay, well, you need to give us uh, your breathalyzer. If you refuse, oh, well, you can refuse it, but we're going to take you into the station and, and withdraw blood from your veins. Pulling that line out would uh, would be an interesting way. To, would, is it is it illegal to lie to to a cop? I'm sure it is. I know that there's a federal law that says it's illegal to lie to the feds. I don't know if it's uh, if there are similar laws in in the states around the country, but that's not a bad uh, not a bad approach. So they they went through their little well, training. Training. Maybe you could say, well, um, hmm. I may have just caught AIDS. I don't know for sure. <laughs> what, I don't know. The, the story here is they will be drawing blood from any suspected drunk driver who refuses a breath test. They'll use force if they need to, such as getting help from another officer to pin down a suspect and potentially strap them down. Refuse a breath test. You'll be forced to give them your blood. 800-259-9231. All in the name of stopping drunk drivers. You're okay with this, right? I want to hear from you. What do you? How do you feel about this? It's Free Talk Live. In the late 21st century, the hardiest, most daring adventurers have begun to colonize the solar system where untold mineral riches await them. Jealous of their wealth and fearful of their freedom, the government of Earth is determined to extend their power to this new frontier by any means necessary. Escape from Terra, an illustrated science fiction saga from Big Head Press. Read it online at escapefromterra.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves. 800 259 9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. Features are totally free, so enjoy those, including archives. You can go back for an entire year. All there for you at freetalklive.com. Enjoy it on us. It's free at freetalklive.com. We're going to go to your phone calls here, but uh, just to just to wrap up some thoughts on this police drawing blood thing, and then there's actually some more to uh, the original story we started the show with from Will Gregg at uh, lewronquill.com about sad- sadistic cops and how they treated a, I think it was a 60-year-old lady. We'll get to that here in a little bit. But we're talking about how there's a federal program now, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, is concerned about your safety. So they're going to give... Taxpayer dollars to various different uh, police departments around the country. They have this little pilot program going right now in Idaho and Texas where they're training police officers to 
draw blood, to be phlebotomists, essentially. Now, we've talked about uh, various different examples over the years of sadistic cops being just awful to people and dangerous and violent and scary and intimidating. Can you imagine now one of these guys wielding a needle and how that'll be for people, how intimidating and, and frightening and dangerous that'll be? Because imagine a sadistic cop trying to draw blood from somebody who is not being cooperative or who has a vein that is very difficult to access. Or if you both. don't do it well, you get all bruised up. And yes. Horrible from those, those. A lot of the professional phlebotanists that draw blood all day long will, you know, when people have a tough vein to hit, they have a tough vein to hit, and it's hard for the phlebotanist. Yes, it's not easy. I, my, uh, my old girlfriend used to get very frustrated when the phlebotomist would be unable to hit her vein, and it would it was frust- very difficult for her to go through that, to I'm have so somebody glad continually you keep, jabbing you. I'm so glad you guys keep saying that word. Like, that's a new word for me. I just expanded my vocabulary, and I'm sure there are a lot of listeners out there that now learned a new word. And I hope you're so, saying too. it over and over for them so they can get it right. <laughs> you, you learn something new every night here on Free Talk Live, or at least I hope you you, you do. Uh, so it's just, just the whole thought of this whole process. You don't give them their, your breathalyzer. They take you into custody and will strap you down, and I'm sure they're going to claim that it's sanitary wherever the hell it is they take you. That's what I was t- worried about. I mean, this right. is a very – I mean, there are so many communicable diseases that – the really bad ones that bloods can spread. Yeah, and they're going to take you back to the police needles. station. I mean, they, if they were taking you to the hospital, they wouldn't need to be trained in phlebotomy. If they drove you to the hospital and had one of their professionals do the job, not that I think that's appropriate. I think the issue here is that the, the main issue is that they're taking people's blood from them without their consent. I think that's the main issue. But they they're are not intruding be doing it. into your body in, yes. a, in, a, in, a, in such an invasive way. Without your permission, that's that's insane. And you you have to assume that they're just doing what it is they say they're doing. They're going to test the blood for alcohol content, and then they're going to throw it away. As if the government has ever gotten rid of any kind of tracking information that they've ever that they they collect. The government loves information like this. They've got your they DNA. want your DNA. They want to know what kind of diseases you're susceptible to. The government wants to know all of this stuff. I don't know why, but they do like that information. Toll free number here eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. One attorney said that uh, they may be a little. The department should be concerned because. There could be malpractice cases involving somebody that might not be properly trained or maybe got violent with. There could be some consequences here, which hopefully will scare some departments away from engaging in this behavior. But then again, how often do police departments actually suffer consequences when people sue them? How often does that happen? So will it open them up to more of that? I don't know. Will this happen in a town near you? It's possible. Look out for it. We're going to your phone calls. Uh, George is on the line in Texas. You can bring up whatever you want. George, you're on Free Talk Live. George, hey, this is George. on the air. Yeah, George in Arizona. Oh, sorry about that. George in Arizona. What's on your mind? Yeah, a question for you, Ian. Um, you said on Saturday that um, you guys needed more people of color up there in uh, New Hampshire. Um, how many people of color do you need? Is there like some sort of formula? No, just more 50%? would be nice. Just more would be nice. Why is that better? Like, what if they're all communists? Um, I don't know if we're talking about reality now, so I'm not sure what the purpose of your question is. No, we're talking. You don't think that there's there's people of color that are um, communists? 
that's fine as long as they don't want to force their communism on me. I don't care. Okay, so it's just kind of like a color fetish with you. You just yeah, it, that's right. That's what I'm really into. I'm really it, into uh, color. It, it would, I like it color. Would just look better. I mean, is there any reason why you need more people of color there? I know it's just kind of boring seeing like, a bunch of white boys everywhere. Do you like towns that are all white? Um, no, I, I don't really have an opinion. I mean, if, if I said here in Arizona we needed more white people living here, would you have a problem with that? Whatever, dude. No, I mean, I'm asking you a question. It sounds I think a little, he answered it. It's, it sounds a little, little, like a little weird, a little bigoted, a little uh, separatist. Um, well, I mean, is, is that what you want? I mean, you, you, what do I want? you want more, more brown people up there in your hands? He's not suggesting some like, kind of affirmative action, if that's what you're suggesting. I like the, the, He's the, just saying it would be nice if there, was, if, 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 uh, there were some more variety. Yeah, that's right. A little okay, more so diversity, I think, is good because it brings in people of different cultural backgrounds and uh, more cultures mixing together is uh, is a beneficial thing. I mean, these, know, it's, these it's, boring New Hampshire people, uh, not New Hampshire people, but New England people, I mean, they have rules against having a, a restaurant painted two bright colors. <laughs> There's a yellow restaurant downtown. You know, it's, it can be a self-fulfilling thing. It can be a self-fulfilling thing because I know when uh, when I was involved with Law Academy Republicans, we were always trying to we were always hoping to get more women. In the mm-hmm. in the group, and what would happen is, uh, we we'd encourage you know women to show up. There'd be uh, one or two women would show up to a meeting, see that they were the only ones, or very few, yeah. one or very few. They'd get discouraged and leave. Mm-hmm. Was, oh, there's no women here, and I'm like, you're fulfilling. This is a self fulfilling problem, you know. If you would stay, then the others when they come would sure. stay as well. But we're, so. we're starting to see that. So done. I think so part of it is this: is in order to be appealing to a broad array of liberty lovers, I think it's nice when uh, when they don't necessarily like show up and go, wow, I'm the only uh, Latino or the only Asian or something. So, George, you like to call up and ask questions about race, and I've got, you know, I'd like to ask you some questions. Do you dislike people of color? Um, No. Do do you know if I am a person of color? No, I don't. But you certainly seem to have a fetish about calling us and asking us about these things. It's not really relevant because I I didn't make it an issue. Ian said that he needed more brown people up there. I think he's just rehashing his... I'm just wondering why. I think you're just rehashing your normal point, the same point that you've made when you've called all three times this week, and that is that Free Talk Live's a bunch of collectivists. How do you like my my explanation? Yeah, you are. How do you like my explanation, Ian? I I just explained why. I thought it was a pretty good explanation. I think think that... I I don't think that's relevant. Um, If... It shouldn't be. In an ideal world, it wouldn't be relevant. In an ideal world, uh, liberty lovers would come up here and they wouldn't care that they were the only person who was, uh, say, Asian or the only Latino or the only black person, uh, and and you know, or or a very small number. Um, in an ideal world, and we're not there yet, you know. But uh, I I think it would be nice for uh for for just just in the sense of being. And not being and not, not being discouraging of liberty of liberty lovers who want to move here to feel like they're sort of the only one, you know, uh, feeling like it's all it's all white more people. You know? for, for I do, George. I got well, I got some questions. George, want to hang on to you if you don't mind. More in a few moments here. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can bring up anything again, making uh, his point that we're a bunch of collectivists on yeah. Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. I think that's the case. You feel like a collectivist sale? All of us together. We are collectivists at a dumb point. Hey, podcasters. FTL has a new advertiser with a somewhat unusual arrangement. They're paying us for people that fill out their online form for inspections for their basements. You won't believe how affordable a dry, usable basement can be, and FTL gets 50 bucks for everyone that fills out the online form at basement.freetalklive.com. 500 bucks off. 
a lifetime warranty, and a free water watch alarm. Just go to basement.freetalklive.com, click on free inspection and estimate in the upper right-hand corner, fill out the online form, earn FTL 50 bucks. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free. So enjoy those, including the wiki with over 2,000 pages created by listeners just like you. Head over to wiki.freetalklive.com. Republicmagazine.tv. Are you missing out on the real news? Get informed and stay informed with Republic Magazine. Get your free digital copy now or order a print subscription at republicmagazine.tv. That's republicmagazine.tv. And uh, you can see Free Talk Live's new quarter page ad right on the inside front cover of Republic Magazine. All right. Let's go back to George in Texas. Uh, you're back on. No, he's on in Arizona. Damn it. It says Texas. George in Arizona. It actually says both. George, you're back on Free Talk Live. Now, Mark, I think had uh, some, some questions for you. Did you want to make a point before we uh, go on with that? Um, I, well, the only point I guess I would make at this point is that you can't answer the question. Um, what question? I, I, or not. I did the, answer the, it. The question, the, the, the question would be, um, is it is it okay for me? Well, I'm not asking if it's okay for me, but in, would it be okay for you to say that uh, Arizona needs more white people um, because there's too many brown people, so we need more white people here? It wouldn't well, be someone care about Arizona, so why would I say that? Would, would I, I'm sorry, I missed that. Did, were you going to say that, or was I going to say that about Arizona? Yeah, I mean, would that be would that be wrong to say that? Well, you just said there were too many brown people, as opposed to us saying there are not enough of some people. Do you understand? Okay, I don't want white people well, to leave. It's, it's I don't same, think we have too many. Thing. I don't think we have too many white people. I would One's just like there to be. Uh, I'd like there to be um, more more variety up here. And, and again, because if someone if there's someone who's a liberty lover who wants to move up here and and let's say they aren't white and and maybe they just feel a little uh, and maybe they feel like they don't fit in and and that's you know i wish they didn't care i really wish i really wish people didn't care at all they'd come up here and go oh i don't mind that you know there aren't a lot of other asians that are in the liberty movement up there but um the truth is that that you know we're trying to get to a play, to a world where they where that doesn't matter and where people will stop caring about such a thing in order to in get the meantime, to that world, i would i don't want to discourage anyone who's a liberty lover from moving up right here. in order to get to that world we need people to mix together and uh, it, it's my understanding that in other places in the country like arizona there's a, a good mix of uh, of people up here in new hampshire it's just not that way it's like 97% white up here and so and that can be discouraging I, I for someone who's a minority I'm sorry. I mean, you said it was a problem because white people are boring and they paint their houses. I didn't color. say that, actually. I made a comment about certain types of New Englanders that are very anti-things like color. And, and, so, and so that has that's because they're white? Uh, nope, it's I didn't pretty, say that. I said because they're static and they don't have a lot of new things happening. I said it's and a New England a lot of them thing. Are, are, you acting, are you acting like really, really daft on purpose? Because I don't think this is a difficult thing to understand. Seriously, what is difficult well, to understand about I this? Mean, I, 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 I agree. I might agree with you that if someone is discouraged from moving here because because they feel out of place because they're a minority or something, I wish they would. Uh, that seems like a shortcoming. Like you shouldn't let that discourage you. But well, I understand I admit, but, feeling but, comfortable. But that is a real issue. I mean, that is I, like I said. It, I think it can be discouraging for someone who happens to be a minority to come up here and 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 feel like it's all white people. 
you know, especially uh, if they it, have it, liberty lovers questioning their race and stuff. Well, we don't know if this yeah. guy loves liberty. We don't and know I who he is. I see FSPers all over, you know, all going bending over backwards to to make it clear that 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 it is a welcoming environment here, but it it's still. Like I said, we're not in an ideal world, and there are a lot of people, I think, that can feel uncomfortable or feel discouraged from, from going somewhere where they're going to be more of a minority even than where they, were, where they came from. Well, I, I just I, – I don't understand because, like, okay, if, if white if, – while well, if brown people move up there, then they'll start painting their houses different colors. I don't and care what people paint their houses. Thank goodness. What in the world are you talking about, people painting their houses? I, like, what does that have to do with anything what, we're talking about? I, I don't know. You guys brought it up. We did? Is no, this in another I, show that you brought made up? Now com- you're talking like a collectivist. I made a comment. First of all, collectivism, first of all, we're not even using the, the, the term collectivism is a political principle of centralized social and economic control. It has no, it really doesn't have anything to do with putting people in groups. Generalities. So well, That's the way you use it all the time. You say, I'm not a collectivist. I don't put, uh, you know. I've been using it incorrectly, apparently. I'm not a collectivist. What is that? Well, I've I been using I it incorrectly, understand. apparently, because that's not okay. the right word. So I've been using the wrong term. So here's what I'm trying to figure okay. out, George. Um, now, you've, you've okay. called us and, and kind of scared us with the idea of black communists moving up to uh, the Free State Project in order to paint <laughs> the uh, buildings purple. Um, and I think it was brown. That's okay. Whatever. whatever. I mean, you know, you've suggested different things. And, and we have made some generalities on the show, like black people are, in fact, have more melanin in their skin, and Mexican people are from Mexico. So we've made some generalities like that. And I want to know... That's not a generality. That's a fact. Yeah, you're right. It is. Um, I so I want to know how in a perfect world um, you would have us here on Free Talk Live, indiv- joint and severally, discuss race and collectivism. What is it that you want from us? I, I don't want anything from you. I mean, I'm, I'm just pointing out that that you are well, trying to do. A you talk picked show up about the phone, okay? And, so and you the, wanted something when you picked up that phone. Otherwise, you wouldn't have bothered. Explain? I, I'm explaining it to you. Okay. Um, okay. You want to you want to have a talk show about uh, promoting the ideas of liberty, uh, which is good, and the idea of you know people sticking up for their you know their rights and you know like for example on Saturday you had Carlos on. And the video was was great. I mean, here's a guy who's sticking up, or, uh, standing up to the police that were you know harassing business owners. But there was like an obsession with the fact that he was brown and that that oh wow th- this is great because it's a brown person doing this. Where was and, the obsession exactly? Well, I, I, uh, the over pronunciation of Spanish and then the fact over pronunciation. I agree entirely. Jews, uh, Ian Ian with with his uh, his talking uh, he he loves the the Spanish language and loves to talk like that. Why um, shouldn't you try to pronounce it right? It's not over pronunciation if you attempt to pronounce it appropriately. It, it's annoying. You're not Spanish. Okay, um, now George, oh, that would have I'm made a heck Spanish. of a lot. That would have made a heck of a lot more sense, and I would have jumped on your side if we would have discussed it from that standpoint. Well, it, it's more than that. That's just one point. It's just and one point. It, it's okay. And then um, you know, he also said that we need more people of color moving up here. Come on up here, Carlos. Um, which you know, that's fine if Carlos wants to go up there uh, because he loves liberty. Yeah. I mean, that's a great point. Uh, but having Carlos move up there because you have like a, a brown fetish. It's just completely ridiculous. Yeah, well, I don't Carlos know would have to move up here because Carlos wanted to move up here. Right. And Carlos is an activist, um, and that's a good thing. And, and it seems like he understands liberty. And well, Acorn's activist. That doesn't make activist but doesn't make it a good I, 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 I was, th- Those two statements were connected. Carlos seems to understand liberty, and that's a good thing. Yeah. And for one, you can uh, one, one activist can have a lot of effect on another one. So 
you know, if, if somebody doesn't have it entirely right as far as uh, liberty goes, getting up around a bunch of libertarian-type folks will change how it is that they see the, view the world. Also, where do you get this idea that I have a brown fetish? I, I just don't understand this. You're just, you know, just, I, I, you're just insulting I, I me. Is that it? I, I don't know if it's a brown fetish or if it's just kind of like you want to disparage white people, you know, like using white people. How the hell did I oh, disparage white people? No, 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 no. Here, the, for one, uh, the, what well, you see, don't you get about this, George. You saying we I, want wait, more can, variety into saying we have too many white people. That's I, not the I, same thing. I, 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 well, that is I don't, I don't know inserting words How in. did I disparage white people? What are you talking about? Because I invite people who are, have a different t- skin tone to move here if they love freedom and George. encourage them to come here? That's insulting white people? George. I'd like George to answer the question, oh, please. No, I don't want to put George on the burner on this one. I, I want to know something. why I've uh, right. been alleged that I've insulted white people by uh, – please, go ahead, George. Well, I, I don't know if you necessarily want to insult white people. I think you want to portray yourself as, as someone sticking up for um, oppressed minorities by using a term like white boy or you know, never flippantly said saying oh, you know, said white, white people boy. are boring and, and you know, I, I don't know I didn't really say white people are boring. Way. You're putting words in my mouth. For well, I said there's said, certain like, types of New Englanders that like boring colors. They don't like bright, pretty colors. So, George, oh, so, so, and I don't so think he was New- talking about race in that case. He was talking about... I, I, well, I do. But it's involved no, in I mean, That's fair enough, New Englanders. So, George, what New Englanders. Look, George, what it's like up here is what you probably don't get to see on a daily basis. It is lily white. You will see fat pink people crossing the road constantly. I mean, there is no variety. And if you have to, to see the same things, eat the same foods, variety is a good thing. If you don't get to see that I in agree. your life, it, it does cause a certain want in your soul. There are not too many white people here. I don't want any people to leave. I want more liberty activists to I'd come like here, and I don't want them to be discouraged right. from coming here. There's no hate here. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live amplifiers get access to higher quality archives free of commercial breaks and other perks. Join AMP for just $3 per month at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And we invite you to our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, Again, freetalklive.com. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Just enter Amazon through that link. And Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. So whatever it is you need to buy, they probably sell it. And you can even buy used if you need to save a few bucks. Go to Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. From creating new and old media to political action to civil disobedience and market-based activism, soon even slasher films. Uh, did, Dale, can we talk about that, Dale? Is that a little bit, other? I guess. I don't want to. I don't want jinx it. But you're planning <laughs> something. You're planning on uh, making a, a movie up here. So there's all kinds of different things going on. Fun stuff. Uh, changing the world. We're having a blast. Come on up and join us. FreeStateProject.org. And it doesn't matter what pigment your skin tone is. I want people that love liberty, whoever they are, from wherever they come, to come here. I think that would be the ideal situation. Um, so come on over to freestateproject.org and learn more about the most exciting, what I think is the most exciting liberty activist opportunity I know you're talking there. about uh, George, who we just got off the phone with, and, and I don't think George probably didn't, he hasn't heard the few calls that we've had from some of our black listeners. At least I'm going to assume they're black because they sounded like they were black, and some of them even claim to be black. 
Rob, Rob Wicks down in Georgia and a number yeah. of others. And uh, Matthew out in California and, and several listeners have expressed concern about coming to New Hampshire for the Free State Project because it seems awfully white and scary up here. It is awfully white, and I don't blame them for being a little intimidated considering that – you know, the, there are still racists out there, and you might imagine that if there's a bunch of white people around, you might find more white racists in, and I in think, a place like that. I think that. that's what it comes down to. I don't think it's necessary. And, you know, I really want to cut some slack here because, like I said, I would like an ideal world where someone would come up here and not care that, that, they're, that they're kind of a minority uh, and there's a lot of white people. I wish people were over race. I, I, I do. But, but there's an understandable concern that it's that there's going to – that it's white because people don't want minorities here. And that is, right. and, and that is true. an understandable concern. I think it's actually very welcoming here, not just in the Free State Project and not just amongst liberty lovers, li- uh, liberty, liberty, <laughs> liberty lovers, but, um, but it's it's understandable that people might have have that concern. I know people bring it up on the Free State Project forum, and people are very quick to try and 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 encourage them and let them know, no, you are very welcome here. Actually, it doesn't matter what race you are, you're very welcome here. Right. And I think that's why we would like to have more variety. It right. is not too many white people. There's never too many liberty lovers here, as At far as same... I'm concerned. I don't care what color they are, but I don't want to discourage anyone who might think that's something. I agree. I Great agree points. entirely. And but I, at the same time, I sort of understand perhaps where Dennis is coming from because you know you, you always hear this George. Uh, excuse me I did I say Dennis yeah. I, I meant George um, where George is coming from because you always hear this sort of uh, well you know they, they got the NAACP what if we had the NAAWP um, you know you, you'll hear that and that makes perfectly good sense if there's allowed to be an organization called the National Organization for the Advancement of Colored Persons then of course there should be an organization allowed to be an organization of the advancement of white people that makes perfectly good sense right but the advance but the NAACP is an organization of violence and coercion However, so the isn't st- there concomitantly also one called the KKK? There, there is. Uh, they've got that, and it's lost a lot of power, um, and it's it's not very popular these days. Whereas the NAACP is pow- powerful, mm-hmm. and that in and of itself is a problem. I agree with that. If that's where he's coming no, from, and well, I get that. Before you go any further uh, on your point. I don't think that it's fair to paint everybody that might be involved in the NAACP as as the, violent. The people uh, that have uh, you're saying got, that, the people that get involved in the NAACP want to advance colored persons and they want to use the legislative process to do it. And what they mean by that and what what the results are government is force. It's, so, it's yeah. right is using the government to force businesses to hire people and and uh, you know have quotas and even worse uh, you know sorts of uh, the uh, affirmative action all these things. All these issues are a problem. However, when you're talking about liberty lovers that might be of color, you're not talking about people that would use these organizations. You're just talking about adding some variety to the liberty lovers up here. That's all. Toll-free numbers 800-259-9231. So learn more about the Free State Project at freestateproject.org. And if you're concerned about, you know, fitting in, you'll love being around other people that have the same mindset as you. I, I, that, that's what's most comfortable for me, is that other people here, the other liberty activists, have the same belief systems, many of them, or very similar belief systems uh, as I do. And that's, that's critical. And as far as uh, people feeling uncomfortable about, uh, you know, the color of their skin and there being a bunch of white people in New Hampshire, there are blacks and Asians uh, that live up here, you know, a couple percentage worth, and they stay here. So clearly there's nobody burning crosses in their front yards or anything uh, horrific going on towards them. So they seem to be 
staying and enjoying their lives here, the ones that uh, the ones that are here. I just want to encourage more if they love freedom to come up here. 800-259-9231. And what's the deal attacking me for trying to, and this is, I'm directing this at you, Mark. What's the deal attacking me for pronouncing Spanish the way I was trained to pronounce it? Uh, do you want me weird. to say... Muy bien, gracias. It's there's We're there's supposed a, to use Peggy hola, Hill Spanish. Hola, Mark. There's a um there's a difference. Do you right? want me to sound like a dumb American that doesn't know how to pronounce these words because I know how to pronounce them. Ian, speak American, damn it. Well, actually, you're sort of over-pronouncing them, um, for one, when you do when it. When I roll an R or something like that? You're switching sort of well, I've b- never between been down languages, there, so. which is difficult for people. Yeah. So when you're um, speaking about uh, you know, Spanish sort of stuff in English, you've got to kind of uh, you know, toe the line without it being a weird. I, I can do it, too, silly. Ian. Mas con Carlos. Silly. I said mas con Carlos mm-hmm. on the air. That's not speaking in English. That's speaking in Spanish. Should I say mas con Carlos? Coming up on Free Talk Live. I don't remember what What occurred. do you want me to sound like, Mark? This is silly. Is Mas con Carlos a, a correct pronunciation? That sounds about right. Okay, then. So what's the problem? Are you saying I should pronounce, th- pronounce things incorrectly on purpose to fit in? Not when you're speaking Spanish. Look, it, you know, if you're not getting the, uh, the, the nuances of using Spanish while speaking English, then um, – and, and I'm not talking about that Moscon Carlos uh, you know, statement there. You're and talking I, about I, inserting well, a Spanish – I can't believe we're even still talking about this. It's such it's a weird. silly thing for anyone to care about that he pronounced things That's what I'm saying. Spanish. He cares. I'm taking him on on this. I Give just, me a break. This is silly. This Are you saying? Really let me see silly. if I can understand what you're saying. You're saying if I use one Spanish word in an English sentence, you know how the English language mm-hmm. uses French words and Spanish words and whatever other words yes. just as English words. Sure. Is that what you're saying? If yes. you're using it in a one-word increment, yes. that you should s- pronounce it like an American. I say quesadilla myself, or at least uh, <laughs> what's that? I say quesadilla myself. <laughs> quesadilla. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> oh my because God. I pronounce Quesadilla? it English oh, style. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, you need to right. You say quesadilla instead of quesadilla, dia. You know, instead of and instead of trying to use to affect the Spanish accent with it. <laughs> Who cares? Who cares? I think I'll just go on Clearly. sounding like somebody that knows how to pronounce the, uh, what the is, language that I'm speaking. Going, All right. What is the horrible harm that's going to result from him pronouncing None. things correctly? In just Spanish. a couple just of intolerant jerks get angry. Let's go to Lauren in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live, ladies first. Hello, Lauren. Hi, no, Lauren in Ohio. Lauren in Ohio, sorry about that. Hi, uh, you can put I'm me doing... down as one of your black callers. Oh, I'm a great. black woman married to a white man, and not one of my children, if you ask them what race they were, would say anything other than human. Oh, so, that's cute. That's a good well, answer. I mean, it's true. Yeah, I like it's, that. This is silly nonsense, and what a waste of time. I don't know what George's problem is, and I, you know, I didn't mean to call him about this. I just wanted to bust Free Talk Live. Well, that, but, what do you yeah, want to do? This is was my call- point. All this important stuff going on, and we're going to sit here and piss and moan about you know, Jimmy Carter. Oh, he, they just don't like Obama because he's a racist. I'm a black woman, and I told everybody, you elect that Marxist, and, and you're going to get what you deserve. <laughs> yep. So, um, But here's the thing. I'm calling about solutions. You were talking about the cops drawing blood. Now, I'm in a town right here where the sheriff tried to bring charges against somebody. This is this a couple of weeks ago, and I'm on the station in the area where they did this, okay? Tried to bring charges against a guy who yelled at a dog and wanted to bring felony charges against this man. Did now, they took it all the way to a grand jury, and, of course, the grand jury turned it down. But Thank this goodness. is the mentality of the sheriff, and you think that we want to be out there driving, and as black people, yes, there is driving while black. Mm. Yes, I've been pulled over in this area with people sniffing around. 
because uh, because I was black, didn't do anything wrong. Just just this yep. this does happen. I'm not saying there's no racism. And now you're going to give them a needle. I don't think so. That's scary, isn't it? Okay. Now, here's what you should do. I'm just giving people some things that they can do. Let's got 30 start costing seconds. these people money. Number one, we shouldn't be giving them money, and they shouldn't have jobs. They need to go do something constructive like everybody else. <laughs> but here's the deal. They are responsible to, to fill out a public servant's questionnaire. Anytime a police officer pulls you over, they have an obligation <laughs> to do this, and if they don't do it, the encounter is terminated. Let me give you the title the code, and you go ahead and pull this up. Your little Google monkey's there while you're sitting there, and you can pull this up. It's called Public Law 93-579. Oh, shoot, are we going to commercial? We, we are, but you know what? I've actually got a copy of one of these public service questionnaires. You can make your own up and uh, and give it to a bureaucrat when they're trying to ask you things and interact with you. And I've, I've never actually encountered anyone who's tried this. It'll be interesting to, uh, when somebody actually does it. Thank you, Lauren, for the call. Hour number two is on the way. There's one of them over at the Free Keen Forum. It's, it's cute. It just asks them a bunch of inter- invasive questions, and they're supposed to answer them, apparently. As a small business owner, you know that communication between clients and employees is essential to your company's success. Email is part of your company's DNA, but you didn't get into business to manage email. It's time to evolve with DNAmail.com. Get Microsoft Exchange-hosted email services with free activation and setup, 24-7 support, and 99.99% guaranteed uptime, all starting at $8.95 a month. DNA Mail even supports your BlackBerry and iPhone and offers a free Microsoft SharePoint Internet portal to keep everyone connected. Look, you know what it costs to set up an email system. Don't blow your budget on fighting viruses and having an IT specialist on call. Save time and money with DNAmail.com. Every standard or unlimited exchange mailbox will get a free copy of Microsoft Outlook 2007 or Entourage 2008. Call us at 800-628-3204. That's 800-628-3204. Or visit dnamail.com and join the evolution. The show is Free Talk Live, and we are launching into the second hour of the program. You can bring up what you want by dialing toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. Don't forget to join Dale over on his website, anarchyinyourhead.com. You've been out for a good week or so, uh, busily working, uh, toiling away for an independent movie production. Did you have a chance to uh, work on any comics while you were away? I did not actually. It was really pretty. Um, it was, I was very distracted over there. It was there. intense. I, was quite busy. I heard. I heard y'all were up to like four a.m. every oh, night. Almost every night we were up to easily till three or four a.m. Yeah, there's a lot of night shooting. The stuff that had to be shot at night, and so that's the way it went. And then you know we usually get a late start the next day, thank goodness. And then we'd have day shooting as well. But mm-hmm. so as soon as we'd get up and do some day shooting and. It was just, you know, there actually was Wi-Fi, so I, I, I don't feel like I have a really good excuse. I mean, you know, there wasn't really like a comfortable place to sit down and work on. It's already, it's already an ergonomic nightmare sometimes to work on a comic because I do spend hours <laughs> on one, and, uh, and, and just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm on an air mattress, uh, in a sleeping bag, and there's, you know, there's little, there's very little like table space and stuff like that, and it just really wasn't practical to work on the comics out there. So it sounds like uh, you guys had a lot of fun. We don't have time to get into the details on uh, on your shoot, but hopefully we'll be talking about it when uh, when the movie comes out because it's something that's being put together by the guys over at Think Twice News, which is Jason Osborne uh, from SACL CAI. He's one of the principals 
also involved behind the scenes at Think Twice Productions. Yep, and John Shaw is like the main, uh, it's mainly his brainchild. He was the director, uh, right? He is a writer, the director, yeah, and he's going to be editing it, doing post-production. Is it going to be something that people are, are going to have to pay to see, or will they be able to see the full uh, thing uh, Let's hope. Line? Let's hope they're, they're able to sell it, and, uh, okay. you know, of course, those of us who worked on it, we're all been promised free copies and stuff like that. Did you get it? Did you get, uh, just a quick question, because I'm curious. Um, did you get paid to go out and do this, or was it just they no. covered your food or something like that? Well, they did feed us. That's good. Uh, they That's took good. care of us. Um, but, um, you know, it was kind of roughing it, but they, they did do it, you know, they did feed us and everything, and, and we had to get out there ourselves, and, and so I, I, I ate that, and uh, I ate the expense of that. And um, But, I, I mean, I do think it was worth it, but I think the idea is that if they do manage to sell it, they're going to try and compensate us in retros- you know, retroactively. I, when that comes around, I want to talk uh, to John Shaw uh, or Jason about how somebody markets an independent film. I mean, obviously, yeah. you don't have the the marketing channels that the big studio houses have. I will, I will say that. Well, you can you can find it. You know, if you have a good film and it's all done and everything, you can market it to distributors. It's it's definitely. I will say this: it's definitely a, a, a much easier sell if you have an actual finished product yeah. versus trying to go around and, like, and sell pitch a an idea. Yeah, yeah, pitch an idea or screenplay. There are a bajillion people doing that, and yeah. you're lucky to get someone's ear. And even if you do, you better have a really good. Screenplay, and even then, it could take years for it to ever get produced. Yep. So if you actually, you know, because it's essentially begging for money. So, so they le- they've, they've made the huge leap from an idea or just a screenplay to actually making the finished it. product. Yeah. yeah, proof of proof of concept. So people can go to uh, to anarchyinyourhead.com. They can certainly learn more about you. You've got some essays there. Uh, you've got some great articles as well as comics. That's the including main an article go. on the shoot. With a little bit of back behind oh, cool. the scenes video. I, I haven't yeah. seen that yet, though. Pictures oh, no, I did see that video. Yeah. I, saw, I saw that. Yeah. Uh, so go to uh, go to anarchyinyourhead.com. You can uh, get uh, some of Dale's comics. They're great. Let's go to your calls. Ladies first. Brooke is on the line from the Freedom Ride. Brooke, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, it's Brooke Kelly. Yeah, I'm calling from the road again. Hey, Brooke. What's on your mind tonight? So the other day, um, Kat, Kat Pratt took a, a break, and I had some other activist friends go with me, but we went to L.A. Superior Court because I was living in Los Angeles before I got on the road, and I actually left L.A. and got into this movement because of some of the crimes committed against me at L.A. Superior. So I've, I've come full circle, and I got back to L.A., and we went down there to do a demonstration, and they put us in cuffs just oh, no. for being there. Like, they said that, well, first, um, they, we were filming, and they came out, and they said, well, you can't shoot, film, point, point the camera at the, the courthouse. So I said, okay, well, I'll point it. <laughs> wow. That's ridiculous. They, 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 that, that can't hold up, I'm Boy, sure. We thought, it was I bad in, that. we thought it was bad here in Keene where they don't let you have a camera up in the court lobby, but you can't even point it at the courthouse in L.A. I was like, I'm not going inside. I didn't shoot anything inside. I was just filming the outside of the building. And they're like, well, you can't do that. And I was like, okay. So terrorism. four cops. I'm sorry, what? Uh, I was going to say terrorism, right? That's their excuse. Exactly. Yeah. So four of them came outside, four ma- male cops standing up on the steps, like just a little bit above us, me and my friend. And uh, very intimidating. And they were like telling us that we had to wait and all this stuff and uh, so I was still filming uh, everything that what they were saying, but the camera was pointed away. And one of the officers, he was like, she's filming, she's filming, I see her. And I was like, yes, sir, I am filming, but I'm not pointing it at the building. And I thought you said I could do that. And then they like they said uh, that we had to show identification, and so my what? friend refused. Good. And when he refused, they put him in cuffs. Nice. 
And then uh, they said, I have to turn off the camera. And I was like, well, I don't understand. I thought you just said I could film. And they grabbed me and put me in cuffs, too. Wow. That's amazing. They just make crap up as they go along, see? They'll just do whatever they this want. Is, make up the, some arbitrary rules. Cops yeah. hate cameras. That's the topic of the, the the next comic is about this this topic. So, uh, Brooke, are, uh, did they charge you with something, or were they just trying to intimidate you by putting you in handcuffs? They just they were just trying to intimidate us. And I told them before they put either of us in cuffs, I was like, okay. They're like, you need to wait, and we're going to uh, run a background check. And I was like, well, I have a good idea. I was like, why don't we just go stand across the street and, and continue what we're doing and not be in your way? And they're like, no, you can't do that. Like, I mean, I was trying to, comp- you know, compromise with them and work it out and stuff, and, you know, they refused. So after that, I went and uh, jumped in the fountain. You jumped in the fountain <laughs> out in front. <laughs> nice. So when did they let you out? When did they un- uh, uncuff you? Um, they uncuffed us after our background checks came out where, you know, they realized that we weren't wanted or anything like that. And so wow. they just let us and said that we could keep filming, so we did. We continued filming, and we, re- we read the rules around the fountain. It didn't say you can't swim in it, so... Oh, God. So, basically, they shook you down for your identification because you didn't give it up voluntarily, so they cuffed you and, I presume, patted you down, found uh, your ID at that point? Well, I didn't have my ID on me because... Oh. Good. You know, I, I was away from my car. I had left it in my car, but they you, just took down that's... my information... That's a good and policy. Then, I I, rec- I recommend that to anyone listening. Don't not have, your, don't have your ID on you if you don't need it for something. Especially if you're going to go into a government building or something like that Absolutely. where there's an increased chance where you will be apprehended in some way. If you're interested in retaining your privacy, if you're interested in making a stand on that particular issue, the, the, uh, the freedom to travel about and to walk from place to place without having to have some government ID card on you. You have no obligation to carry the, Certainly. Uh, I mean, that's something card. that I would think that would be... Something that a lot of people should feel comfortable about because you're, it's not illegal to not have an ID right now. Let's let's hopefully keep it that way. I think that's something that a lot of people should take a stand on. But remember, Dale, it doesn't mean just because it's not illegal, it doesn't mean you won't end up in a jail cell. Brooke, that's why true. did you give them the information? Were they threatening you with jail if you didn't cooperate? Uh, no, because of what happened to me before. And I always try to feel out the cops and see if they're like good cop, bad cop, or dumb cop. And uh, and I was already scared of them because they had just slaughtered me in court. They, I mean, I went to court in that courtroom. They started off with the verdict. And then I walked in the courtroom, and they said guilty without hearing the case. Like, they absolutely refused. Wow. So I was ready get it out of my mind. Like, I'm not going to challenge them on anything. You know, it's uh, people Get really believe that we that we have a a good uh, you know a good judicial system here in the United States, and that opinion is held by people who have watched television and never gone to court. Absolutely yeah. right, Brooke. Where can people find more about about the freedom ride that you're engaging in right now, going around the country? It's on Restore the Republic. Restore the Republic blog, I believe, is what it is. You're lo- we're losing your cell phone. I thank you for the call. Appreciate hearing from you, and uh, glad you didn't end up in a cage. Uh, but if you'd made a stand. For your privacy, if she had just, you know, decided to not give them her information because they were intimidating her, they might have just put her in a jail cell for the weekend. Who knows? Who knows where she would have ended up? I mean, our friend Sam was in jail he for 58 days. He was obeying the law. He was obeying what the I mean, he was sticking to the actual law. The cops weren't, you know, and, and they were trying to add stuff. Uh, they're trying to charge him with things that are not in the law for violations. Like when he says, you know, he complied with fingerprinting. 
And they're saying, well, fingerprinting means you answer a bunch of questions. I thought Nonsense. fingerprinting means you put ink on your finger and you stuck it on the thing. Yeah. 1-800-259-9231. Going to do a giveaway because I forgot to do it last night. I got so distracted at the end of the show. We're going to give you a Tota Sack, and we'll tell you more about that. But if you know what it is, you know that you should call in at 603-435-1105. It's going to do a lot to help you bring groceries back and carry other things. Uh, call in and be the second caller at 603-435-1105. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything by dialing the toll-free number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 800-259-9231. That again, the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We have the Shrine of Female listeners, dozens of ladies that have taken the time to send us their photo or video to prove they listen to the show. Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com and see it for yourself. And if you are a lady listener, you can get involved there and learn how to submit your picture or video to the Shrine at shrine.freetalklive.com. Now, more about the Tota Sack. We just gave one away. gave away a two-pack, actually. I didn't make that clear. But whenever we do a Tota Sack giveaway, uh, we will be giving you a two-pack. And we will be doing more. However, I want to tell you what it is. Totasack.com, because well, you probably should go and buy a pair. They are that good. Uh, to, don't just take a chance that you might possibly win one of these. Uh, if, if you win a, an extra pair, give it to some friends. Give it to a fam, uh, you know, some family members because by that time, I'm sure you'll be raving about it like Andrew, who was telling us just the other night that well, he really has enjoyed the Totasack the, so far. Um, I, I don't have the website right up here in front of me. Um, but it's totasack.com. And if you go there, you'll T-O-T-A-S-A-K. see that, right, you'll see that they're, the family pack is just a little bit more than a, than a pair of them. Oh, really? Okay. So, uh, so you get a really, quantity discount. Then. Yeah, it really makes, a sen- makes sense to buy six of them and then hand them out to people and have and stash them different places. They'd make uh, a cool little uh, Christmas gift, like a cool little gift for people. I can tell you, I already I, somehow I've misplaced one and mm. I already need another. So <laughs> I'd, I'd given away my uh, my other four. So, yeah. I think, yeah, I think it would be, uh, it's a it's a great affordable gift for people that are I mean, who doesn't have groceries they need to bring in from, from the car, right? It, it, everybody has groceries. All right, so the toll-free number here is 800-259-9231. Go to totasack.com to learn more about the Totasack and learn how it is uh, pretty much indestructible. These things can really help you carry a lot more than you would otherwise be able to hold with your little human hands. And they're like brass knuckles incognito. You might be right about that. Those things could hurt if you actually connected uh, to someone's face with one. Well, I, I don't recommend hitting anyone. However, yeah. you know, if, if you, you know, have need of protecting your, um, yourself or your family. All right, so uh, we go to your phone calls, and you can bring up anything. Let's talk to, I believe we have Nick in Massachusetts. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Nick. Hello. Hey, Nick, you're on the air. I have, um, today I have a a story from uh, prisonplanet.com, which says uh, Houston cops handcuffed assault man for posting Obama Joker flyers. Have you guys heard about this? No, I've not, I've not heard about that. This is uh, is this breaking? Okay. Is this fairly new? It's uh, it's fairly recent. It was uh, posted uh, today. Um, it was posted today on Thursday. Um, so it's about this. Um, the guy uh, was posting around an anti-Obama poster with. Uh, have you ever guys ever seen the pictures of him with um, like with the with the Joker paint on him? Sure. Um, yeah. These, yeah. Uh, the, these are being posted up all over the place. In fact. There's even a contest, from what I understand. Yeah, there was, there was a contest. Yeah. Right. And uh, he was th- this person though was doing it for fun, and uh, just to get the message out there, and had a link to Infowars.com. And now, where was he posting these? Do you know? Uh, he was posting it around his neighborhood. Um, it was in Houston. Um, uh, it was in Houston. Uh, 21-year-old Mark 
I'm not sure I pronounce his last name. It doesn't matter. Um, uh, but my concern is when people are going around posting flyers that they may not be respecting property rights at the same time. Yeah, no, he wasn't like posting it on other people's property. He was posting it like on like like you know the the normal places you would like like uh, like lampposts or like not lampposts. I can't think of telephone it. poles. Yeah, telephone poles. <laughs> Thank you. Um, now that's kind of a gray area, is, isn't it? Yeah, telephone pole would be sort of a gray area because the pole is in fact owned by the power uh, company, the usually. power company or telephone company, yeah. um, you know, who is a private entity. However, they have monopoly uh, privilege, privilege right. with the government, and it's on uh, exactly. communally owned land. So I don't have a particular problem with people posting things on uh, telephone poles. Nor do I. Poles. I mean, you see lost cat signs all the time. I mean, it's fine. But we're yeah. going to get emails yeah. if we don't mention it. Uh, the thing about this is that um, around the neighborhood that he was in, there were plenty of pro-Obama posters, but none of the people there were accused of. This guy was, uh, once he put them up, like a neighbor complained, mm-hmm. and he was accused of vandalism and, and criminal mischief. So he wasn't uh, caught in the act? They came later on? He wasn't caught in the act, but afterwards he was he was uh, put up against his, the hood of his car by the cops, and he was never arrested, but he was... Um, I, I, I assume detained and um, searched, etc. Yeah, intimidated, yeah, et whatever the cops would have done. Well, right, because the cop didn't actually have any evidence that he'd committed the uh, the offense, yeah, right? Yeah, and not to mention that the crime is that the, it's that, Chris, that um, mischief and uh, and um, vandalism are pretty arbitrary. Well, you know, when uh, when liberty is outlawed, only outlaws will uh, will have liberty, or only outlaws will be yeah. seeking it. And so this is, you know, it ties right into what Brooke was saying a few moments ago from the Freedom Ride, is that if you try to stand up for your rights, there is a good chance you'll be harassed. There is a good chance somebody might hurt you. There is a good chance you'll be put in a prison cell, be separated from your loved ones. But... The point I'd like to make is that eventually that stuff might happen to you anyway. As the government continues to get larger and more intrusive and more oppressive, it's it's very likely that they will infringe upon your liberties at some point. So do you want it to happen later when the government is all the more powerful and all the more destructive and dangerous? Or would you rather it happen now? I think that it's important for people to make a stand and good for this guy. And I'm sorry that that had to happen to him. I thank you for the call tonight, uh, Nick. 800-259-9231. Oh, by the way. There was a call that we had on Tuesday night, and Mark, you were out at the time because you were picking up your mom from the airport or something like that. And we had this call about the FEMA camps. Right? We've we've had people call about this in the past. It's been a while, though. Thank goodness. So this you know, is what happens when I'm off the, the off the FEMA show. camps. They're calling about the FEMA camps, and they've got these rail cars, and they're going to start putting people in shackles, and all the you know these scary stories about. The fact that the, the the claim, the allegation that they uh, want they want to round a bunch of people up and put them into some sort of camp, and they were citing that they claimed the, so, that somebody claimed who was working allegedly with the federal government and then quit his job over this has outed the federal government as ordering like a hundred thousand train cars with shackles. And then if you go and you look for these on the internet, you look for some sort of supporting evidence beyond just hearsay that somebody heard on a talk show somewhere, some likely conspiracy show. You'll find some pretty ominous-looking photos of some train cars. But what those train cars are, from from my understanding of uh, one of our listeners that has actually worked as a welder on said cars, those types of cars, they're just cattle cars. They're dual-level cattle cars. Mm. That's why they have shackles in them, and they're not intended for people in any way. They have these kind of air hole windows on the sides, 
and it's definitely something that it it looks it looks very intimidating. Right, they're they're transporting mammals in them. Those yeah. mammals just don't happen to be human. Right. So so as usual, the conspiracy theorists are out there spinning you know a yarn that doesn't really have any significant evidence of anything, any way any way shape or form to to prove uh, their allegations. It's just always somebody who claims to know something about something, and then they, then they take that and they spin that off into into websites and radio shows and discussions as though it's the truth. Now, does that mean that it's not possible they'll start rounding people up? I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that at all. I hope that doesn't come to be. All I'm saying is right now the allegations from the conspiracy theorists look like they are full of holes. So I just want to make that clear. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. To going to uh, Andy in t- Tennessee. You're on Free Talk Live. Andy. Oh, Andy's gone. Apologies about that. Uh, let's try instead. I believe Dan is still with us. Dan, you're in Arizona, and you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, how you guys doing? Dan, what's on your mind tonight? Well, Ian, uh, I want to defend you about uh, your Spanish pronunciation. My pronunciation? All right, hang on. We'll bring you back here in a moment. 800-259-9231. And you can bring up anything. Take control of the airwaves. It is Free Talk Live. 1-800-259-9231. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Stouffer's. Let's Fix Dinner. Find dinner ideas to bring your family together at the table at letsfixdinner.com. Juggling schedules so that everyone eats together can be tough. Try starting with one family dinner a week, whenever you can fit it in. Take turns picking the meal and have everyone pitch in. Working together will bring your family closer, even if it is just once a week. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. Talk Live. You can bring up what you want if you dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got updates. You can get signed up. We'll keep you in the loop. When there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live, you'll get it in your email box. Just go to updates.freetalklive.com. Alternatively, by the way, you can, you can RSS subscribe to the updates. So you don't even have to look in your email box if you don't want. You can add it to your little feed aggregator thing, like I've got my Google homepage. You can actually put Free Talk Live's updates in via XML or RSS or whatever syndicated service you want to use. So that's pretty cool, too. You know, um, I uh, I don't use that RSS thing very much, but I can tell you that I find out just about all the news uh, for Free Talk Live through the updates. Uh, I find it very useful. Yep, and it's free, of course. Updates.freetalklive.com. The Millionaire Patriot says it's time for you and your family to be armed and trained to levels that exceed law enforcement and military standards. Front Sight provides just such training without any boot camp mentality or drill instructor attitudes. You can secure a Front Sight defensive handgun course today. And with it, you get a 30-state concealed weapons permit and a free handgun in the caliber of your choice. Go to FrontSight.com today. That's FrontSight.com. All right. We continue taking your calls. Dan is on the line in Arizona. You're back on Free Talk Live. Go ahead with your thoughts. Okay. Thanks. Um, I just wanted to uh, say that um, I didn't think the, the discussion you were having about your Spanish pronunciation was silly. As a matter of fact, I think it has a, a very subtle importance. I mean, I'm in Arizona. I'm only an hour away from the border. I can try to speak Spanish and learn Spanish. And when I do that, I want to speak it like I sound like an educated person to native Spanish-speaking people. 
no matter what country they come from. Do when you say and, the um, the city of uh, in Arizona, um, do you say Albuquerque or do you say Albuquerque? Well, <laughs> well, well, Mark, you got it's, it's me there. But, but I what about Amarillo? It's Albuquerque. What, what about uh, what about Amarillo, Mark? Should you say Amarillo? If you're in Amarillo, Texas, Texas, you say Amarillo, no, Texas. No, I think it was silly for Mark to make an issue of the fact that Ian was trying to speak. He just sounds correctly. weird. But no, but the point I wanted to make was, uh, I, I, it, it's, it's, it's when you're trying to learn a foreign language, Spanish or any other language, and you're trying to do it consciously, and you want to sound like an educated person when you speak that language to a native speaker of that that language. You 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 have to immerse yourself in the language, and and Ian there in in New Hampshire, I can imagine you you guys already said it was Lily White. I thought that was hilarious, but there's not many opportunities for him to speak Spanish, and there may come a time when when Ian wants to converse with a Spanish speaking person and talk to them about liberty, and if if he doesn't sound like an educated person. It's more likely they're not going to take him seriously. Well, I don't That's know if I could I'm actually converse uh, to any significant extent in Spanish. My my history of Spanish uh, knowing is uh, from high school, and I'm pretty rusty on what I knew, and I kind of cheated a lot in a lot of uh, Spanish too. So, <laughs> so I don't well, really I know a whole lot. Well, I understand that, but, there, but oh, you oh. may change your mind. You may change your mind. You may immerse yourself in it. And you may become fluent. I still think it's important. I still think it's important to pronounce the words that you know how to pronounce in the way they're supposed absolutely, to be pronounced. Absolutely. I've had okay, just thanks, as, guys. Thank you, Dan. Thanks, Dan. I've had just as many um, Spanish speakers say, "Hey, just talk normal, man." Amarillo. Right. They, Amarillo, they, it, 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 Texas. You can't it's wait. Just difficult do it. for them this? to understand the way you feel like you know. Don't worry about it. It's silly. It's silly <laughs> no, to be upset I wasn't, about it. Trust me, I wasn't worried about it. Right. It was all Mark. Oh, it's all me. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Let's go to Ray in Pennsylvania. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Ray. Hi guys. What's on your mind, Hi, guys? Um, well, I wasn't going to uh, talk about Spanish there, um, but Dan kind of stole my thunder. Um, Dan's right, and uh, Mark's wrong. But okay, anyway, great. Uh, <laughs> as long as you talk about something else. <laughs> right. So, um, what do you guys say if? Um, Someone in government um, decides to make the flu um, vaccine uh, mandatory. Are, are you guys no. going to take it? I'm going to say no. I'm not going to do it. Oh, absolutely not. Oh, me either. And the only other thing I had was about the race thing. Um, I can see where people would be confused because on one hand you're saying, um, you know, I don't care what race you are. Come on over um, if you're a liberty lover. And then on the other hand you say you, you say that you do care. Um, you want more brown people. So. Yeah, I can I see can, where they're confused. I can see the uh, the, the confusion there, um, but at the same time, you know, we're we're pretty consistent on this, and we both have said time and time again we wish that race would go away. And I can tell you how it's not going to go away. It's not going to go away if the races stay separated, yeah. and um, you know, there's there's alcoves, it, and it is not going to go away in a fashion that everybody turns white. Um, what it what is likely to happen, and it is what is going to happen if the planet does not detonate, is that we will all turn into sort of this brown kind of uh, you know dark haired uh, race. Red redhead people are going away. There are fewer of them now than there ever have been, and the fact is, well, that's that, probably good because they had no souls. <laughs> right, <so>. gingers. <laughs> okay, um, but you know, so uh, that's what it. 
Honestly, I would like to see because I think it would get rid of problems. Um, I I know a man who uh, was a good friend of mine, and basically, you know, your standard Republican, I hate them illegal alien kind of things. And what happened? His daughter fell in love with one, an illegal alien. And by the way, nobody's going to get banned from the houseboy position for being for their immigration status or anything like that. <laughs> Just wanted to put that out there. I, this not, guy, saying, not saying I have a brown fetish, but maybe a little bit. Not a lot, no. What, Go once, ahead, Mark. Once Sorry. he got to know uh, this this guy who was an illegal alien that he hated so much, suddenly, you know, not so bad. Not so bad. Once that guy was the father of his two grandchildren, he's a pretty great, great guy. Yeah. And that's how the races are going to get along better. Mm-hmm. And the fact is people always dislike people who are different. That's just way the way humans are and if you can get rid of some of those differences some of those glaring differences that you can look at and tell then i think the world will be a better place any other thoughts for us tonight ray um not uh, except for that maybe the next time i'm up in Keene, i'll um see you guys on one of those uh, social nights out at the bar or something sounds good we'll see you later thanks for the call all right 800-259-9231 you can bring up what you want I, that's uh such a great story, Mark, about the the girl marrying the illegal immigrant mm. or, or falling in love with an Ill- so-called illegal immigrant. And that boy, I was looking at LouRockwell.com the other day on the blog, and LouRockwell.com, love the website. They've got some great content there. There's no doubt about that. But right at the top of the page, Lou Rockwell claims to be an anti-state website. And yet one of their bloggers, and it's been more than one, but in this particular case, it was one of their bloggers who used the term illegals. He was talking about the health care thing and how Obama's health care is going to provide money for illegals. And, and it just – look, I'm, I'm, I'm certainly against government health care. Don't get me wrong. All right? I'm, I'm definitely against government health care. But I'm also against calling human beings illegal. And I think that if you want to claim to be anti-state, then using the term illegals grants the state legitimacy. Because that's a term that it the should state... be irrelevant if you're anti-state. Absolutely. It should be ir- better than irrelevant. I'm sorry, but they are practicing agorism, which I'm a big fan of. They're so just if you're an illegal free, immigrant, yeah. if you uh, if you if you are an illegal immigrant, uh, based you know, as opposed to someone who played by the rules and did all the jumped through all the hoops and everything, paid the kudos the to fees. you. Kudos. You're you know? heroic yeah. in my book. Yeah. Well, as long you as are practicing agorism, and that is a healthy thing to do. That may that in and of itself is, uh, you know, it it could be a good thing if they're coming here and they're working hard. That's what most of them do. Most of them do. Yeah. Certainly, the huge, the, vast majority. It's of very difficult very for an illegal to get the same benefits that a legal gets. In fact, what a legal immigrant is more likely to use all of these benefits that the that people are Absolutely. so upset about illegals using. Hey. Well, they went through the system. What bi- big deal? Can we please deal? stop do calling people you know illegal? What, Can we know, stop that, Mark? I, do you know what the so-called illegals are doing? What they're doing is they're a lot of times they're they're having to get a social security number in order to do to work, which all they're trying to do is earn a living, and they work very hard to do it. And what happens is they get someone else's social security number, and that person is glad to let them use it. I think they even sell it and 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 allow it to happen because what happens is their that money is going into that person's benefits, and the and the so-called illegal alien doesn't get any of, that, any of the social yeah they don't collect later on in life they're paying into someone else's benefits and that just person so, makes out like a bandit right just so they can work yeah just, just so, so they can work which is they should not have to do that so they please, should not be paying someone else's benefits if you consider yourself part of the liberty movement get yourself educated about the immigration issue and stop calling human beings illegal because What's you're you calling no, if they're here illegally or at least well, use let's it talk as a about it in moments 
to call the show and bring up whatever you want. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That again, 1-800-259-9231. The number brought to you by SACL CAI. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. We invite you on our website as well, where we have live streams. There's a broadband version of the show, dial-up version, and even a webcam. All free for you at listen.freetalklive.com. And if you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections, you need SACL CAI. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you'd like to keep your clients, too. SACL CAI, you can see their banner at freetalklive.com. Again, SACL CAI, as we continue taking your phone calls about anything. It's Stephen in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Stephen. Hello, Stephen from Florida, formerly Stephen from Colorado. I'm a Free State Project member, but I I, uh, had to take a detour to Florida first. Gotcha. Well, what's on your mind today? Same dude. Hey, um, I wanted you guys to, uh, I wanted to mention to you guys that it's Constitution Day today. The, uh, September 17th, it sure is. Oh, also garbage yeah. day in my town, Yeah, which I'd like to mention. The day, no. <laughs> day we celebrate a, a, a great leap backward in the history of liberty that occurred 222 years ago today. Now, what do you mean uh, when you say that? Uh, that uh, the, uh, the government created by the, by the Constitution is a much larger, much more expensive, much more intrusive government than the government that was uh, previous to that under the Articles of Confederation. But we oh, had to have it, otherwise states would have been taxing other people, and they wouldn't oh, allow yeah. people to come through. We couldn't, have, we couldn't have survived without it. Oh, and they might have gone to war with each other, too. I'm oh, with wait. you. I'm with <laughs> you. I, I, I think it was a step back, a big step back. Yeah, yes, indeed. And in fact, uh, it was uh, Constitution Day is not a holiday, but it's a special day of commemoration at the federal level. It was uh, put into the 2004 Omnibus Spending Bill, which was by and large unconstitutional, it was an unconstitutional amendment to that bill submitted by the so-called expert on the Constitution in the Senate, uh, uh, KKK, uh, Robert Byrd. And, um, and not only that, it unconstitutionally mandates that school children in unconstitutionally uh, publicly funded government schools yeah. must read the Constitution. Yeah, so I, the I remember hearing about that. <laughs> the irony is so thick you can cut it with a knife. I remember we, we had talked yeah. about that on, on the show. When, when was it that he uh, introduced that? In 2004. It yep. went into effect in 2005, I believe, in May. Oh, so it actually is, uh, it's actually happening. Kids around the country. Oh, yeah. Students, yeah, if, if you don't love Constitution school, Day, then you hate your country. <laughs> in, any school that receives uh, federal funding, too. It's not just uh, public schools. It's any school that receives federal funding. Which, uh, is, a ver- which is a lot of sc- That's every, every public school. school. They all take it's it. Every school. They don't yeah, have to. Right. They could say right. no. Uh-huh. You got it's really it. kind of um, a pittance, uh, too, isn't it? I, I just know that the total federal spending on education is, is such a tiny fraction compared to what's being contributed locally for schools Correct. from the state I, level and the I, city level and so forth. I've heard it's 6%. I've heard that the feds oh, essentially contribute about 6% to the operating budgets of any given school district, and they have about 90% of the control. So, uh, so it, it, it's uh, just, That sounds it's higher than I thought. Dirty little fingers into it is what it seems to me. Just enough to where they can justifiably say, or at least in their minds, justifiably say, aha, see, now we can control what you teach. That's what I think. It's a great point tonight, uh, Stephen. Any other thoughts for us? Uh, One real quick thought. Um, Newt Gingrich was on NPR a few months back saying that it's obvious that we're going to have a trillion, a multi-trillion dollar government 
but Republicans can offer America an intelligent multi-trillion dollar government. Wow. Yeah, Thank you that, for the, that, that. Yeah. Thank you for that call. That's it. You right. don't need to say anything else besides that. That that that, that ranks, sums it up. Yeah, <laughs> that ranks right up there with the I don't remember who it was. They all blend together for me, Trent Lott or somebody like that. Remember a couple of years ago when the Republican head of the House basically came out and said, "All right, that's it. We've sliced it back as much as we can." <laughs> now, I'm paraphrasing what he said. Do you remember that one? Where yeah, absolutely. Yep, up, we've done it. This was uh, during the time when the Republicans were in in the uh, in full control, right? In full yeah. control in Washington D.C. They said, um, you know, they're the government, they're the the party of small government, right. and they were in there growing the government. Uh, year after you year, you know, George Bush grown, grew the government at that point larger than any president had ever done up up till that point, and they said, you know, that's it, we've cut. Government to the bone. To the bone. That this, was yeah. what he used. Yeah. This is the re- smallest it could possibly be. It reminds me of when uh, the Obama recently the Obama administration was bragging about some cuts they had made. Some you know to budgetary oh, really? cuts. And <laughs> someone did an analogy to give you a feel for how much that budget cut was, and Compared they had a table to... covered with stacks of pennies, just just packed in as tight as they could, covering every inch of that table. You couldn't see the surface of the table, and then they picked up one penny. Off this huge, all the way down the table, piles of pennies. Picked up one penny and took some, like, the wire cutters and sniffed out <laughs> a little wedge of one penny. Funny. To that's give you brilliant. a feel for the, for the proportion of the, ta- of the cuts. But that's, that's not Hilarious. even entirely accurate, though, right? Because usually what you're dealing with is they'll cut the budget of certain programs... And then they'll add elsewhere. Yeah. Oh so, yeah. I mean, that's, I don't think it was counting that. All it right. was counting is the cuts. Not Just even the cut. not even bringing up the tr- the trillions and do- you know. Uh, right. Because because when they say they're making cuts, what you have to do is look at the total. And does, is the total amount of money they're uh, they're spending going sure. down? No, it's not. What they might be Actually cutting. Actually, adding pennies to the uh, to to the pile. Right. What they there's that. But they and cut out that little wedge of one penny, though. You're what right. they might actually be cutting is the proposed increase. I mean, that's also a possibility. Yeah. I don't know exactly what issue that happens that, a lot too. They say it's where, a cut when in fact they're just not raising. Well, right. We were gonna, as much as. <laughs> yeah, we were going to increase the size of the government by three percent, but we're going right. to be conservative and cut it to two point nine percent. Right. So they 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 have the trick. Of <laughs> Of, uh, of cutting budgets in some place, but still adding money on, into the, the sure. aggregate, which is, oh, yeah, we're going to take all the ashtrays out of the methadone clinics, um, but we're going to put in $4 billion worth of uh, spending for the Army, or whatever yeah. it is that they sure. do. Um, so, you know, it's it's really funny to watch, because Americans want uh, a smaller government. Seventy, I think it was 70%, more than 70% of Americans would like to see the federal budget cut by 50%. Mm. Now, that's it's a pretty general. Uh, but the problem is they're all fighting over their piece of it. Oh yeah, the part they want to stick around, true. and then all of it sticks around. Their fifty percent is different, <laughs> and get a much larger government. And that's the problem from the beginning. That's the problem with the Constitution from the very beginning. And you'll even get the constitutional zealots to say the same thing. Is in fact yes, it was a flawed document from the very beginning. The people that were, uh, you know, deciding on this, you know, the Federalists and the Anti-Federalists, they had different ideas as to what they wanted and. And, and we got a flawed document, and now what? I didn't even realize constitution. I mean, I, I probably subconsciously realized it now that I'm thinking about it, but I, I, I didn't consciously realize that Constitution t- Constitution Day was coming up. But I just did a, a comic about how the Constitution is just a piece of paper and how silly it is to expect it to protect our rights. And someone actually uh, accused me of hiding behind the Constitution. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> well, if we if we, 
<laughs> if we speak badly about I don't about know the, how I could be any more anti-Constitution, and yet I'm being accused of hiding behind the Constitution. If we speak badly about using the military, the politicians using the military and in, in order to uh, deepen their pockets and uh, you know help their friends in the military-industrial complex, uh, people somebody is bound to call in and say, "You guys, if it was, if you weren't in this country, you wouldn't be able to talk about the gun, the the, the military in that fashion. They'd throw you in jail in any other country. They're dying." For right, your so right. Shut up. Right. Shut up because those people died for your rights. Okay. Now, exactly. Try to tell me. We'll, we'll go war by war if you'd like. Try to tell me how the guys in Vietnam, if they hadn't sent them over there, how my life would be markedly different. Um, uh, or how you'd have more freedoms, more World even War better. Two. World War Two. Right. Japan attacked. Pearl Harbor, even though Pearl Harbor we bought from the English who had stolen it from the natives, and then we put... We? Well, the United States government. Um, then they put uh, you know, military guys there, and those military guys voted on whether or not Hawaii could be a state. They didn't ask the natives. I'm sure they said, oh, you can go ahead and vote, but these natives didn't vote on anything. That's yeah. not their political process. They just went ahead and made this thing a state after World War II, mind you. It See, was not checking, a state at the time. Don't you so understand? it's the equivalent of them bombing Micronesia at this point. Well, Who checking. knows where that and, is? And there's actually quite a bit of uh, egging on that happened before that point so that yeah. that would conveniently happen yeah so like that, preventing you know. oil shipments from getting to japan yeah, yeah. like that oh yeah, yeah. preventing it's like, any it's, sort like of financial? it's like shoving someone until they finally hit you and say they started it yeah just keep shoving or, them or shoving even them or, uh, and thumping or, them in the face or that know? trick that uh, people do where they like jerk at you you know like you're, they're gonna do something so they mm. were making you know ra- saber rattling and trying to get uh, you know people to those do those are anything. acts of war as far as i'm concerned I... you're cutting off supplies to a country if, well, That's if, an act of war. It, it wouldn't be considered the sa- that in a sort of international court because I don't it's care. looked at as though that oil is America's oil, even though that well, oil belongs that, to the company that they pumped were, it out. There, there were, it was at a time when they themselves were at war, and that's actually, you know... It's taking sides in uh, in an on, in a in an existing conflict. You know? they, they were preventing those companies from doing business with Japan. The best thing a liberty lover can do is try to avoid the conversation about World War II and say, "Hey, you know, let's talk about every other nah. war that we've ever participated." Well, you can in. jump oh. it. You can jump nah. over it by pointing out how involvement in World War One would have eliminated World War Two from likely happening. Not from Jap- Japan. More on the way here. Hour number three is coming up. Three Talk Live. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the third hour of the program, and you, as always, can bring up whatever you want. Just dial in toll-free to 
800-259-9231. That's 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. As we go to your phone calls, it's going to take an unscreened call from the amp line to start things out here. Who's this? You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. This is Keith. Keith, hey, Keith. calling from... I'm from Pennsylvania. What's on your mind tonight? Hey, hopefully you want to continue this conversation about the Constitution. Um, I just had a couple thoughts I'd throw out about um, about the uh, the idea of memory and how important memory is to a person's identity. And there's such a thing as institutional memory um, because uh, when people are born, they're born pretty much ignorant of the way the world works and. When, when one generation can pass on their knowledge to another generation, it, uh, it keeps that, that second generation from having to discover all those same things all over again. Sure. That so makes I think sense. the Constitution kind of serves that purpose, um, even though it's not perfect. Um, it does provide some institutional memory. Yeah, I think that, uh, that, that, that has some validity to it. However, I think um, what, what I have a problem with it in that respect is that it's, it's an extraordinarily flawed document in how it's written. Yeah, I you're mean, putting it lightly. I was going to say I don't like the memory that it's What, that it's what is the purpose of the legislature if the, um, all the duties of the federal government are outlined in the, um, the, the Constitution? I guess I'm not addressing the procedural and no, the, he's not uh, trying to defend know, the, it. Yeah, right. I'm, you're, you're not I'm, yeah, I'm not trying I'm just saying it, it kind of enshrines the idea of natural rights to some degree, however imperfect. To some degree. And and it's part of our, you know, yours and my culture and it it, it those ideas have come to us from those, you know, but past that's, generations and that's the reason why we're even discussing it today. I, I don't know and about I that. I think that I, I don't know. I think that it's actually holding us back from actually understanding liberty because it okay. is such a it's like a it's like having an irrational a really irrational belief system and that can keep you from that can restrict the way that you think. We get indoctrinated in so many ways and that keeps us from achieving our full potential I don't know if I agree, mentally no. and and I think that that's a, it is a type of indoctrination which is to say it's kind of like having a free speech zone. You know, the Constitution outlining our rights is essentially it's also boxing us in. It's when you have well, a free speech zone and saying you have free speech in this zone. Well, wait a minute. That's basically saying I don't have free speech outside of this zone. But it's, it's a document of negative rights, and it's uh, to, you know, it's to – it was supposed to keep the government in check, and it doesn't really apply to you and I. It, it applies to people that swear oath of office to the government. That's what I think. That's what the intent, you know, the original. That, that is the intent. You're right about that. I I see where everybody here is coming from and what they're saying. I, what I'm understanding from you is uh, Keith is that you feel like if it weren't for the Constitution, we may not have as great of an understanding of liberty as we do today. And that may be true, but it may not. I mean, we don't know how things would have played out otherwise had they just, you know, defeated the British and then just did nothing uh, to replace uh, the British. Well, we don't. We don't know. It's part of the uh, the institutional memory that has come to us from the, the past ages. It's not perfect. If I could give you an example, um, Einstein's theory of relativity and quantum uh, mechanics, and I don't know too much about either of those, but I know they don't agree. And eventually, one day, somebody's going to figure out how to how to you know bring those two systems together, and there's going to be a new model. And Einstein's theory is probably going to be found to be a flawed theory, even though that's something that we you know. E equals mc squared is something that people can rattle off the top of their heads. 
eventually it's going to be left behind because it's not perfect. But it, it led us to this point, and it helped us to get that understanding. That's, all, that's fair enough. That that's fair enough. I'll, I'll give you that. That's true. I'm going to agree with you, but I don't think that means, and I don't know if this is what you're saying. I don't think it is. But just to point out, I don't think that that means it should be put up on a pedestal. No, no. Patriotism is just another form of religion. But the ideas of natural rights and the, the enlightenment uh, that happened back in the 1700s, you know, here and in France and other places, was a very important event. And if we can, you know, take what's good from that and leave behind what's bad, then we'll be better off for it and we can, you know, we can move to the next level. I'll, I'll give you that. That's uh, well said. Fair enough. I have to agree. Thank you for the call tonight, Keith. Appreciate it. I do think we you. need to look at it as, you know, at best as a step, you know. Okay, sure. maybe it was a step we needed uh, and, as, and to evolve as a society toward understanding what, time, what a civilized yeah. society really is about. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's I think that's a fair way to look at it. 800-259-9231. Does that mean it should have its own day? Does that mean it should be uh, lauded? Does that mean it should be held up as something No, else? no, I think that is a mistake. I'm I mean, sort of you know. of the opinion that uh, when the politicians get together and make something a day that we're all better off. I'm uh, you what know do you when mean? when they make uh, you know the iguana, the state rep- reptile of Arizona or whatever it is that they do, that they're not out there passing some other arduous yeah. law. It's not the Gila monster? Uh, I, I I couldn't tell you what it is. Uh, I actually believe that the rattlesnake is the state reptile. Don't ask me why I know this information of Arizona. However, and New Hampshire does not have a state reptile. Um, Louisiana has the alligator, and as does uh, Florida. I agree with. I see where you're coming from. If they're d- busy doing silly nonsense like that, then they're not. That we're all better off because they're people. not doing, uh, you know, so many other yeah. things that they could be doing. Now, I, I see the, that the, the caller uh, previously um, it was uh, from Florida. I don't remember his name off the top of my head. Matthew? Steve. Steven uh, said that. This was slid into a bill in an unconstitutional fashion, so uh, you know the the, con- the, day, the Constitution Day thing was slid slid in. So it's not. Well, I think a, Constitution Day has been around. What he was talking about was the uh, the piece of legislation that mandates that all government schools have to teach about the Constitution on Constitution Day. I see. And he was using that to point out that well, the government school system itself is unconstitutional, and so forcing people to learn about something like that would seem to also go against kind of the spirit of, of things. Uh, but putting the Constitution up on a shelf, or not a shelf, but up on a pedestal and lauding it as though it's a special uh, document gives it that kind of iconic status. It gives it that uh, that status of this is unique, it's special, we need to uh, praise it, we need to look at this as you know, why we're so much better here in the United States than uh, than everybody else around the world. And and clearly, if, if they were actually following it and it was actually like showing some semblance of doing protecting some liberties, at least to some extent, I could almost understand that. I yeah. mean, you know, I can understand people doing that. It's it's at, at this point when it's been such a such a catastrophic failure at protecting anybody's liberties. That it's time to move on. You know, I and, and is... to recognize that we are we are trying to protect our liberties with like this. With magic, but this is how um, <laughs> flawed the document was. Is I, it's my understanding they are following it. That in fact, that when the Fourth Amendment says that the right, it's the person you have the right to be secure in your uh, mm, persons, yeah. houses, unreasonable people, it, it, and okay. effects uh, against unreasonable searches and seizures. That the Supreme Court is the organization that gets to interpret it this, and they can say that means purple polka dotted lollipops. But if what they I want, said remains because true. Because they interpret it, it's not protecting our liberties. It's, it, it is not protecting our liberties. But right. it, you said that if um, if it, it was doing what it was supposed to do, and I think it may very 
very well be doing what it was supposed to do, yeah, and, which I mean, is securing the power of the centralized federal government. It's doing it very well. Opening the Pandora's box and I mean, allowing them to do whatever they want to do. You know, I, I, I think they made it. I, I giving that, us a semblance of like a semblance of liberty, you know, just the rhetoric of liberty and the, yep. the, the, the words and the rhetoric and, and have, symbolism. Right. It's a cover. It's a cover for violence, which is, of course, all government really is. Right. It's yeah. we know government's a criminal gang. That's uh, it's a group of men and women that are acting by aggressing against peaceful people. But they have this flowery language, yeah. you know, this beautiful. Well, you've got rights. Sure, we're here taking your money from you. But and your rights are, of rights. course, uh, attenuated as we see fit. Yeah, so. right. Whatever is reasonable. I mean, it's like you said here in, in the Fourth Amendment, it says unreasonable searches and seizures. So we talked about earlier tonight the drawing blood of, of, from people, the police being trained to be, um, be phlebotomists and, and taking blood from people. And if that goes to the Supreme Court, first of all, the Supreme Court already ruled they, back they in the 60s. They can stab something into your body, right. and that's not an unreasonable search or seizure. Right. It's, it's reasonable because they said this. Wrong. Well, it's yeah. reasonable. This, see, they've got the doctrine of necessity, I believe is what it's called in, in law, which basically uh, allows them to do whatever the hell they want to. Well, it's, you know, it's necessary to stop drunk drivers, so therefore it's, leas- it's reasonable. Yeah, they're really, they're giving us um, what, the semblance of liberty. They're giving us comforting illusions and they're giving us false sense of security absolutely it's like keeping the slaves from being able to read i mean it's it's just kind of a different configuration of that obviously the slaves today those of us who are here in this country in this uh, particular plantation and around the world slaves today are pretty good at, at reading the literacy rate has increased so they had to be a little more careful about how they designed the new uh, plantation system so tell the slaves they have rights and then slowly prove over time that they actually don't more on the way. It's Free Talk Live. Bring up anything. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation. Well, now we've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some very special rates on some of my favorite gold and silver pieces. If you've seen the Lakota Nation silver round from the Free Lakota Bank, you know it's one of the most beautiful pieces available today. And a really fun way of giving the Federal Reserve the middle finger. Free Talk Live listeners can get them for the absurdly low rate of $22.30. That's right, $22.30. Call 877-857-9938 or go to silver.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can at once. It's 877-857-9938, silver.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line tonight. It's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And we invite you to our website, freetalklive.com. We've got a Facebook profile. You can become a fan by going to facebook.freetalklive.com. That's facebook.freetalklive.com. If you're loading up on gold and silver, the place to do it is at gold.freetalklive.com. We've We've got some great deals over there, and uh, you can also you'll support Free Talk Live a little bit by uh, bu- buying over there. It's gold.freetalklive.com. Let's go to your call, Scott, in Wisconsin. You're on Free Talk Live. Scott, what's on your mind tonight? Hey, Mark, Dale, and Ian, just checking back in. Um, I, just want, I was hearing you guys talk about um, your regime out there and that guy calling in earlier. Regime? You know, regime? Thing, okay. What? Regime? What regime are you talking about? No, the guy that was calling in earlier about the Constitution. Okay, what about it? Um, I was just going to comment and say that we all can agree on that we've all had through these years is freedom, right? No. 
Well, no. you're. Why, why don't you say that you don't have freedom there when you can able to get on this show? Because I'm beholden to somebody else. Because when the criminal gang called the government comes around and demands money from me, if I don't pay up, then Mark, they'll throw me in a cage. Mark anticipated this exact comment during the break. <laughs> We're allowed well, to talk about to this stuff, so we have freedom. What I'm saying is you have freedom. You're able to go home after the show, go to your house. If you mean that I have freedom because I'm not like, if you mean I have freedom in the sense that I am not packed into uh, immobile inside a coffin, unable to do anything whatsoever, then yes, I have some freedom. But that's not true freedom. That's not that's not the definition of freedom. Because I can leave my house in the morning and determine which direction I go doesn't mean that I'm completely free. It doesn't mean that I have the ability to be self-determining in my choices and actions. I don't have the ability to walk downtown smoking a joint and walk past a cop. He's going to arrest me for if that. If you think you're free, try not paying your try, try not, not paying, paying property income taxes. Tax. Yeah, try do you, take the slave test, my friend. Go take the slave test. Right. Have, do you own Do you own your own property? Um, no, I don't, but I want to ask you this question. Um, say you were in prison sentenced for 10 years. Um, would you consider that uh, not freedom of being in prison then, or...? Oh, I've, I've been in prison and I've been, um, you know, free as we call it. Um, and I, I can tell you that this is better. I, I would say the difference. <laughs> you, are being, you are being allowed degrees of freedom by your masters. You are a slave to your masters who can take your freedom away at any time. They can change the rules at any time. They can change the criteria by which they decide whether or not to completely take away your freedom at any time. Mm-hmm. You, it is at their whim. So you are allowed some degree of freedom by your masters, uh, and, and you are grateful for it. So lick the hand of your master and be grateful for that little <laughs> oh, gosh. What, what freedom they allow you to have. Because nice. that's how it is. That's you, you, We are slaves in this country. Uh, uh, as, as anywhere else where there is a where there is a monopoly government and and that's the situation there are degrees of freedom that are allowed by our masters that we are still slaves go I, take the slave test well i am glad that i do have the ability to do this radio show i do appreciate that i have the ability to decide which direction i go when i uh, leave the house i do appreciate that i have that level of freedom but it's uh-huh. not true freedom it's not uh, true self-ownership. It's not my. I don't have the ability to do whatever I want to do so long as I'm not harming anyone else. I don't have the ability to make those choices for myself, and so therefore I'm not truly free. I can act as though I'm free, and that's ten, that tends to be how I live my life. But it's exactly what Dale says. We are existing in our semi-free state. I think semi-free is a, in a more appropriate way to point it out, to, to, to talk about it. We are existing at their... Uh, discretion and at their whim because if they decide they want to kick in my front door and take me off and throw me into a gulag they can do it whenever they want to there are millions of words of laws and i guarantee you're breaking one of them absolutely they they'll make it up that if excuse. i'm not they'll they can, make it up yeah. they'll come in here and they'll pick- come up they'll come up they'll write a new one if they have to if you're a problem for them uh, if, they if put you're sam you know. in jail for 58 days and it was completely illegal for them to do that they arrested yeah. cassidy and took her freedom away from her for a couple hours they even admitted was, they were wrong about that it was They'd yeah. already arrested her, didn't they? Completely illegal. They did it anyway. So I can't that's pull my the point. I can't pull the uh, the story up, but I think it was North Carolina or South Carolina. The their their version of the HRS, the Health and Rehabilitative Services or the Family Services or 
whatever took a couple's baby away from them after two weeks because the baby lost a little bit of weight, which happens to all newborns, um, and they gave it to some other couple that was connected with the HRS service. I saw if you can't keep your child, then are you free? I saw a story in the news today about a couple of folks that had their three children taken from them. Now, they got them back eventually, but this is a very traumatic experience when your kids are stolen from you. They had their kids stolen from them because they took some pictures of them naked in a bathtub kind of situation, and they took those photos to get developed, and the developer snitched them out to the police, and the police took their kids from them. Yeah, okay. I just wanted to mention one more thing, if I could. Sure, by all means. Um, What do you think about this week um, in Washington, D.C., and I don't know who they were. I think they were from the Tea Party. But there was two million uh, marching in the streets in Washington. And I think we have to agree there, Mark, Eon. I agree with you that in this today's world, we are under great tyranny. There's no argument about that. And I think it's going to keep getting worse. But I do have to say from where we come from in the past, we've had freedom because we're, we haven't been under communism. Um, would you say there's a difference between communism and the way we our country lives here then? Or? Not really. Well, I think it's a different kind of tyranny. Uh, we're living under imperialism. Uh, communism is a fantasy, and what has existed elsewhere under the communist rules has been socialism. And certainly we're moving more towards socialism in this country. But also what you have to do is um, when you say things like, well, we had more freedom, what you have to be clear on is that there are social and ethnic groups in this country that didn't have that much more freedom. And when and, you had more and freedom and, on you know, all these other things. If you go to some European countries, you will have a lot of freedom in some areas where we don't have it. Right, they and you will lose freedoms in some areas where we do. Uh, and again, you know, and again, this is all at the oh, thank you for that. And again, it's all at the whim of governments. So. And uh, the, in, in, you know, in most states, you would have been put in stocks or been punished for having a deck of cards a hundred years ago. <laughs> you know, I mean, so uh, you've got, you know, which freedom win? And this is kind of the yeah. the conservative conundrum. And I and I have called myself a conservative, and now I might still call myself a true conservative, but it's such a a, a, a tainted yeah. word that it, well, I mean, to me, it means something, right? Yeah. So. Me, it but but it doesn't transfer very well to other people. I, I agree. can't make other people believe, understand what it is that I mean when I say it. So it's probably best not to use the term. If I say yeah. that, um, you know, like. I'm one of the good demons from hell, right? Like it might mean something good to me. No, no, I'm I'm a demon from hell, but not the kind of demon from hell. That I you're only poke you about. with a one-pointed trident. Right. So I guess that's not a trident. It, but, you know, right. my yes, point. it wouldn't be. Um, people, so, people write porn comics about those demons from hell sometimes. The good ones? Yeah, maybe maybe someone. They also turn, have maybe anime. someone's turned on by those demons from hell, so that I suppose it's that like, could mean you know, something. They have demon. Uh, they have demon <laughs> anime too. The, uh, the oh is yeah, it, is tentacle porn. Do, yeah, tentacle porn. Yeah, you've seen it. Okay, eight hundred. Do they have gay tentacle porn too? I don't know. I've only seen a little. I I, 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 if you watch anime, you cannot avoid tentacle porn. It's just you know. <laughs> it's an anime, but uh, I don't know. I don't recall seeing any gay clinical porn. Toll free number 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Speaking of words and people's interpretations, Dale has an email he's going to share with us here in a few moments uh, that he was sent by a very angry visitor to his website, anarchyinyourhead.com. We'll get to that. Take your calls about anything. It's Free Talk Live. 
Notorious space pirate Phoebus Crumb had retired to a frontier world, only to see it destroyed by raiders. Now, Crumb is given a new ship, a new crew, and a dangerous new mission. Infiltrate deep within enemy territory and destroy a deadly dreadnought that threatens the balance of galactic power. Follow the illustrated adventures of L. Neal Smith's Phoebus Crumb online now at BigHeadPress.com slash PK. Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. Features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Features including the bulletin board system. Get interactive with over 490,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about. It's all free over at bbs.freetalklive.com. Audible.com offers over 60,000 downloadable audiobooks, magazines, and radio shows for your iPod and MP3 player. You can play them on your computer, too, if you'd like. You can uh, try it out today by downloading a free audiobook at audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. If you don't put in the FTL, you don't get the free audiobook. And the new Dan Brown book is, uh, in fact, available now over there at audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. And I've got it. So we were talking uh, during the break, and I know we want to get to the email that Dale has, uh, but for whatever reason, why did we go off into the conversation about tentacle porn? I don't even remember. <laughs> I, I think it was my there. fault. I can't remember. I think I may have said I something. About, oh, he's talking about demons, how he was a good demon. Right, right. And, and I then, thought of like, and the only reason I know about this, by the way, and I swear, I swear, there's a YouTube channel I subscribe to where the guy reviews gay comics, and he talks about these demon porn comics sometimes. And so that's the only reason I know about it. So I brought up demon porn and then tentacle porn from yep, Japan came up. went off into this discussion and, about, uh, yeah. is it, I think you pronounce it hentai or, it's probably hentai, but it's a, basically, if you've seen Japanese animation before, it's essentially pornographic Japanese animation. And, and a lot of their regular movies are somewhat pornographic as well. It can be pretty disturbing, uh, some of the, the demon porn or the tentacle porn. It's very, very disturbing, in many ways very violent. I find it very disturbing, yes. And uh, But, but we, we ended up getting into a discussion about the censorship laws in Japan. And because we've seen some of these products, those of us on this show, uh, over our lives have encountered these things. And speak for yourself. I never watch porn. Some, <laughs> some of it. I'm sure glad I don't end up watching that, porn. I have some uh, Tennessee coastland to sell you. So. In some of it, the genitalia is censored, and in others, it's not. And so I guess the question was, well, why? What's what's the discrepancy? Is it that some of the product we're seeing has come directly out of Japan and uh, never made it through a distribution channel, so they couldn't release? Uh, you, you're just not seeing the American release that they could, you know, s- release an uncensored version in America, and that you had to release a censored version in Japan. Is that the difference? Is it just an international? Uh, discrepancy, or is there something else going on there? And I know we had a gentleman from Japan uh, last night, but on the phones. But I've, I pulled up Japanese pornography on the Wikipedia article here, and so let's learn a little bit about porn in Japan here before we before we move on. The religious and social taboo against nudity has historically been weaker in Japan than in the West. Pillow books detailing sexual acts were widely sold in the Edo era, and women and men routinely worked in the nude and bathed in public up until even after the Meiji Restoration, 
While in Western society, nudity has typically been a taboo, that idea entered Japan only after Meiji era, and how deep that idea is rooted is argued. Extreme public nudity, such as showing the genital area, would nevertheless be prosecuted in Japan. Japan has only one or two nudist beaches, and they are private. In Japan, in their criminal code, the people who sell or distribute obscene materials can be punished by fines or imprisonment. They, uh, this was included back in 1907 and remains relatively unchanged today. Finding a workable definition for obscene, as it has here in the United States, has sparked much controversy over the last century. It's not uncommon for pictorial magazines to depict nude women with their genitalia airbrushed over in black. And video pornography routinely depicts explicit sex scenes with the participant's genitalia obscured by mosaics. Until the 19... That's what we've seen. Yeah, the pixelated stuff. In, yeah. and, but it's also in the, the anime porn. It's not just in the regular... I've seen uh, balls of light in anime porn covering genitals. I'm sure they have various different techniques that they can use. Uh, but it's, it's also in the, uh, the animated version. You'd think, well, it's different, isn't it? Isn't uh, animated porn different from real porn? Apparently not, according to the Japanese lawmaker, uh, lawmaker types. Until the 1990s, the entire pubic region was deemed obscene and unpunishable. Unpu- excuse me, unpublishable. Uh, the publication of a couple of things marked the widely distributed, the first widely distribution distributed publications to even feature pubic hair. So pretty repressive over there. In fact, they even point out that there is, of course, a thriving genre of underground pornography in Japan that ignores all of the censorship laws. What a shock. Can you imagine that if something is prohibited, an underground market pops up, and then it's available? (laughs) That's how all prohibitions work. So the Japanese have decided to prohibit showing a penis in a porn video or uh, any other genitalia in a porn video, and uh, naturally, people are just releasing their videos underground. They're, They're manufacturing them and releasing them underground, which of course means that it's likely a fairly dangerous profession. Because whenever the black market... It's easier to just get... Out out of the, out of country porn and import it. I don't know if that's because they that's, can't prosecute porn actors here. Well, actually, it's probably a, the distribution for, too. For here's the paragraph I here's the paragraph I skipped. It's illegal to bring the pornographic material into Japan, and customs agents are known for checking uh, videos in international mail and hand baggage. Oh, so they're oh, searching that, oh, for I porn. I see what you're saying. Yeah, you're right. I mean, the distribution is dangerous, but. What I was thinking of is being a porn actor and showing, you I know, see. and then it seems like that could get you in trouble because, you know, your face is right there right. in the video. So. Yeah, the, the person actually handling the videos has much more to be concerned with. Okay. Uh, extreme cases like multiple offenders or attempts at commercial importation could be punished by fines, but most merely have their contraband confiscated. And then likely watched by the people that confiscated them. Sure. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. No explanation here as to why it is that we can see uncensored versions. I imagine that's just an international thing, that there are two versions available. One can go outside of Japan, the other other one can't. But then again, would it be illegal to produce that in Japan? It must be. Hmm. Let's go to your phone calls. Jared is in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Jared. Hey, guys, how's it going? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, I just wanted to call in real quick because I was uh, sitting here doing my homework and kind of had Free Talk Live on at the same time, and I read something and I just thought you guys might find a little interesting. Okay, sure. This is in sort of like a how-to-be-a-better-employee type class that I'm taking, and uh, I was reading about leadership, and this is how it defines leadership in my book. Leadership involves uh, influencing the activities of an individual or group in efforts towards reaching a goal in a given situation. 
And this is the part I find interesting. However, unduly coercive tasks such as gun threats are not part of leadership. <laughs> nice, <laughs> which is why you can't call politicians leaders, which, by the yeah, way, they are done. They're called leaders all the time in popular media. Yeah, and I, I agree exactly with that description. That's that's true leadership is where you inspire people to follow you, where you where people choose to follow you because you have inspired them. Because Usually your ideas example, are great. Because, or yeah. you have great ideas or because you, you – know, you know, they believe that by following you, they're going to be able to achieve some shared well, goals. And, and so much people, so many people confuse this violent threats to get people to do what they want as leadership. And that's what every do, single politician is. Can't they do both, though? I mean, uh, many, Obama has inspired many. They can. Barack yeah. Obama has inspired many, many people. And they're following him because they want to. However, at the same time, he seems to be very, uh, you know, have no problem at all using guns and force to get other people to follow him. You know, he's going to jam this uh, health care thing down down everyone's throat in this country if he can and he doesn't care if it ruins your life well it just reminded me of the term our leaders that you hear all the time well yep. our leaders in washington our leaders this our leaders that nope. well they're not my leaders nope. you can, me you, neither you can have them they're not mine the hell with those people <laughs> who do they think they are anyway great point tonight thank you jared for making it i appreciate it 800-259-9231 that's one of those things that i love to jump in on whenever i hear somebody mention yeah. we're electing our leaders our leaders in Speak dc for yourself exactly <laughs> who's they're not my leader i didn't choose them i didn't choose the other guy either I didn't, I'm not interested in being led by those people. Mm-hmm. I'll uh, blaze my own trail or choose my own leaders on my own uh, volition. Oh, hey, here's an interesting addition on the whole Japanese uh, pornographic sex topic. Uh, according to Wikipedia, and this ties into a conversation we were having last night, where I was saying, Dale, that teenagers should be uh, legally allowed to engage in prostitution. Well, guess what? They are in Japan. Mm. The how, demand for how teen is teen. Uh, it doesn't spe- specify here, but the sex industry accounts Teens can for, do it here too. The sex industry, not legally. Well, yeah, Nevada, under 18. I'm talking about under 18. The sex industry accounts for one percent of their GNP, which is equal to the Japanese defense budget, and one third of all reported cases of prostitution are teenagers. In fact, they even have a, mu- a euphemism for it over there. It's called a supportive relationship. Free talk. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. Talk live. You can bring up anything. Just dial toll free to 1-800-259-9231. Only moments remain. Enough time for your call if you make it now. 800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. If you enjoyed this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, become an amplifier. It's only three bucks a month. We take that money in, reinvest it into the show, get on more radio stations around the country, Bring more Internet listeners on board and expose new people to the ideas of freedom. Head over to amp.freetalklive.com. Get on board for as little as 3 bucks a month. Again, it's amp.freetalklive.com. And you get perks, too, like access to the amp-only call-in lines, chat room, forum. You get the amp-only podcast. It's all there for you at amp.freetalklive.com. Now, Dale, uh, your website is anarchyinyourhead.com. It's a cartoon website. First and foremost, also has some uh, some great essays, some very thoughtful essays written by you, and people can go and they can enjoy all that. But sometimes some people don't enjoy it and they get very upset. And you got an email. And since we it's, hardly ever get hate mail on the show, I don't know why. Uh, I hardly just, ever do too, actually. Right. It's, very it's weird. Rare. You'd think you'd think as iconoclastic as our viewpoint is, we'd get more 
hate mail. It, exactly. I'm prepared for it. I'm bracing myself for it. And I maybe I can think of maybe two or three. I, less one hand. So then this you know, is one of count them. Count on one hand. Go ahead and share. Yeah. This what's with funny us. about this is that almost every single phrase uh, from front to back is like 180 degrees bass backwards from the reality. He goes. Uh, it starts with uh, I've been an anarchist for 10 years. And I have had to defend my beliefs and ideals from people hundreds of times. Just in passing conversation, I reason and talk and debate with people intelligently and professionally because I have found that people have a preconceived notion about what an anarchist is. Most people think that an anarchist is a gun-toting, angry, immature, whining bitch. Slow down just a little bit. (laughs) That complains about everything, whose solution to problems is fire and destruction and chaos. I realize now, looking at your site, that you personify all of these characteristics. Okay, okay. now hold on a second. I (laughs) understand what he's saying before he got to that last line, that people misunderstand what anarchy is, and that's one of the reasons why I prefer the term voluntarist for myself. But you've chosen it. You've chosen the term anarchist for yourself, as from what I understand. Anarchy in your head is obviously an iconoclastic uh, kind of title for a website. And, but it... Your site has a juxtaposition going on where it says anarchy at the top, and that sounds scary to people. But then when they start to dig in and they start to read what it is you're talking about, they're not getting a message of violence. They're not yeah, getting he didn't a message. dig in at all. I can. Tell. Must, he must not. <laughs> he saw have. like the ads on the left side of the page that I don't really control. I can ban them if I really want to, mm-hmm. but people can put whatever they just buy those ads. They're open. You can go in and bid any time on those ad spaces, and there are like NRA ads frequently. There's like an NRA ads. There's maybe like a, a play, you know, ads for places to go to get, you know, bulletproof vests and things. And and I think it's just I just kind of laugh at them. I don't ban them, but I don't put yeah, them it's there. Money into it's your not site, part of the right? website. It's 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 an ad that people buy. So, well, you know, I can understand. I see where you're coming from on that, Dale. But there was one time, and I forget what the issue was. There was one time somebody won uh, one of our banner auctions at, at freetalklive.com. We'll auction off our banner ads from time to time. And they had won, and they wanted to promote some sort of website that made me very uncomfortable. I think it had some kind of white power aspect to it. I don't know if it was an open. I, I would probably ban something like that. Right. But okay. I'm not going to ban, say, a pro gun ad. Gotcha. Or a, you know, an ad for a place that sells guns and things. I do. Uh, I am very, very constantly harping on peaceful methods. But I'm not going to use violence to take people's guns away. You know, I'm, I am an advocate sure. of gun freedoms and things like that. So, so let's go on with uh, his allegations and here. And he says, you, all caps, you, are what the intelligent anarchists of the world are fighting against. <laughs> you, all caps, are responsible for feeding the general populace with assertions of their false concepts about anarchy. So do yourself a favor and take your site down because you are doing a lot, all caps, more harm than help for this movement. What the hell is he doing? So Having you, conversations did, with people? Did you decide to take it down? Nah. <laughs> Anarchy is a serious, deliberate, and mature concept. So no is, jokes about uh, Anarchy. Yeah, exactly. Well, no, this is where this is one of the only places in the entire email that is actually in line with reality, and that it is a comic strip, and so I do try to make it funny. Yeah. Uh, and he says, one you wouldn't understand, and then I write very serious articles as well, uh, one you wouldn't understand while drawing cartoons and making sure your links to the NRA homepage still work. L O L O L. In my cartoon, he's quoting me here apparently, even though I, I know I didn't put L O L O L, but uh, so he's elaborating. L O L O L. In my cartoon, there's just as many pirates as ninjas. I did say something to that effect in, you know, in the comments of the latest comic. He says, I also love how in your about section, you boast about your right to free speech. 
Here's a little tip for you. You can't attack the American government by cowering behind the Constitution. You're a hypocritical <laughs> moron. And I'm like... Where did you cower behind the Constitution? The latest comic is making fun of the Constitution. Is that what he's referencing? Did this come in after the latest comic? Again, I think think he, like, glanced at the page, immediately jumped to a bunch of conclusions, didn't read anything in depth at all, and then wrote an angry email. Because I was making fun of the Constitution as a – for anyone to expect it to protect our rights. The latest comic rips it to to shreds. It's tough. (laughs) It's got to be tough doing comedy, right? Because if you're (laughs) – if your comedy is too intellectual, like somebody like Dennis Miller, yeah. it's uh, not that tough though. I, I guess no, I'm, I'm, I'm not yeah. saying it, I'm not saying it's too intellectual. I'm not saying right. that. But but if you it's it's got to be difficult for people that are trying to put some sort of level of intellectual commentary in to their funny stuff. Yeah, uh, it's 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 got to be hard to mix that in. Uh, even though it's easy to laugh at a fart joke. But you've got kind of on one side, you've got one side of the comedic spectrum, which is you know, the base blue kind of comedy, fart stuff, things like that. And on the other end, you've got very, very intellectual uh, comics like uh, like a Dennis Miller. Yeah. Dennis Miller has his own radio show, right? He's yeah. got this three-hour-long radio show, former comedian, and I guess he still does some stand-up. But some of the program directors I talk to when I call radio stations are telling me this guy is, is too obscure. He's making references that nobody you know understands. What, what's hard is making comedy that's going to please everyone. Sure. You're not going to. I no. mean, and that's true for really, really any kind of entertainment. And I think the trick to it is just accepting you're not going to please everyone. And I, I've accepted I'm not going to please this guy, and that's quite all right. That is absolutely <laughs> the, one of the secrets in, uh, in as far as I'm concerned to succeeding is that you follow your own vision and you presume – it's not to say you don't listen to what other people are saying because sometimes other people have some great ideas and they're worth they're worth implementing but you follow your uh, your intentions you follow your vision for what you think should be done and you kind of cross your fingers and you hope that there are other people that'll appreciate that yeah that's kind of how i do this that's how i've done this radio show it's well, the only way you really can i mean you can't you're not true you're, you you're not true to yourself otherwise yeah. and if you aren't true to yourself then that you can't comes be passionate through. yeah you can't right. be passionate if you don't if you don't speak honestly and from the heart i'd like to speak on this if i could i've kept quiet uh, up to this point, and I can tell you that, uh, you know, a lot of the things that Ian's done on this radio show has scared the pants off of me. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I'm just a, by nature, a much more conservative guy, and I'm older, and that, you know, makes it that way, too. And you know, up to this point, Free Talk Live's been very successful. I mean, we have, we've got, uh, you know, by all, by all measures, we are a very successful small radio show growing into what is probably going to be one of the great radio shows in a decade or two, um, hopefully a decade. Um, but, you know, I, I, if it were up to me, the show would have been entirely different. It's impossible to say which one would work and which one wouldn't because Ian's talent would be there and I think that I, I'm of the opinion he's the more talented host. Um, I, other people you know, tell me all the time they send emails and they disagree, whatever. Uh, that's, that's my opinion and it's valid for me. Um, so if, if, I were, if he were trying to do something other than what is true to his heart, because I got really scared that day he handed me the article and says, an argument for anarchy. I'm like, <gasps> you're not allowed to, no, you're not allowed to do this, Ian. You're not allowed to be an anarchist. We are never yeah. going to get on any radio stations with you being an anarchist. And now, now look where you are. Well, he's, yeah. not, he's not actually an anarchist. Anymore, but opinion. I was well, he's for a while. not using the word. But for a right. while I called myself yeah. an anarcho-capitalist, and yeah. now I've come to the conclusion that both of those terms are terms I don't want to associate with. I, I understand that, too. I prefer to be a voluntarist. I don't like to use the term capitalist. I think myself. entrepreneur is better. I yeah. think that uh, I, I'm a voluntarist entrepreneur. I'll do what works to uh, you know succeed. 
And then so he, as long as it's he finishes that with, how can you claim you're anti-violence and pro-peace <laughs> while the banner for resistance gear and impact guns and ammo is blinking right next to your logo? And it's not blinking. I don't allow moving ads. I yeah. don't allow graphic, uh, the animated ads. And then he says, F you. He didn't say F. <laughs> uh, you stupid, immature kid. You know absolutely nothing. Wow. Well, I think that... See, and then I is, went in the corner and cried. Yeah. And, no, I didn't. He hurt your feelings. <laughs> you know, I don't, as a Quaker, I don't personally um, advocate the owning of, of weapons, but I do advocate that people be able to own tools, whatever tools they wish. And that's what a gun is, and that gun will shoot a projectile at uh, at somebody or something that's giving you a problem or you want to put a hole in or whatever. And I think that uh, free people need to be able to own the tools that they want to own, and I know that guns are important to a lot of people, and that's it, you know all those are very good things. I'm also of the opinion that all of those people who own all of those guns are the ones that, in, in fact, ensure our freedom, um, you know, that you can't find a la- fight a land war in remember, the United States. I remember when I was, I mean, just not even dealing with other human beings, I remember when I was hiking through Mayaka State Park, I was very happy I had a little Walther PPK in my pocket at the time, because alligators out there, man, they might hurt you. Anyway, it's Vinny in here with you. And Dale. And Mark. And we'll be back tomorrow night. You can join us online in the meantime, and I think it might just be Julia and myself tomorrow night. Yeah, I, I don't think the... the Bulletproof vest is going to do you any good against down tomorrow. This is Ian. Have you heard of the Millionaire Patriot? You should. He has a free handgun and five days of firearms training waiting for you. That's right. You can attend five days of world-class gun training at Front Sight Firearms Training Institute and secure a 30-state concealed weapon permit, all for pennies on the dollar. Plus, if you act fast, the Millionaire Patriot will give you a free Springfield Armory XD pistol in the caliber of your choice. Now is the time. You and your family need to be armed and trained to levels that exceed law enforcement and military standards. Front Sight provides such training without any boot camp mentality or drill instructor attitudes. And the Millionaire Patriot is paying his own money to help you get it. This is real. Thousands have already taken advantage of it, and you should too. Don't miss out. Secure a Front Sight defensive handgun course plus 30-state concealed weapon permit for pennies on the dollar and get your free handgun. Go to FrontSight.com today. That's F-R-O-N-T-S-I-G-H-T.com. Go to FrontSight.com for your training and free gun. Again, that's FrontSight.com. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com.